No one protested. Rand, least of all. Light. Let me not be too late. <laughs> oh, just in time. <laughs> That is right. Welcome back to another episode of the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. This week we're covering chapters 25 through chapters 37, that's not good English, of The Great <laughs> Hunt. Robert Jordan would not have written a sentence so poor in his fantastic writings. No, no, no. He's, sorry, he's a better writer than you. Yeah. You know what? He had a lot of time to think about it, though. To you, be fair, you're like improv To be fair, I have not written anything. I mean, that's not true. I've written many things. I've not yet finished anything or allowed other people to see it in a long time. Right, right, right. Fair enough. Fair since enough. college. Um, <laughs> um, we did get a super chat before we started. Yeah, so. Methany, thank you so much Methany. for that flicker. Uh, it's it's funny, <laughs> like, you. Lord Captain Flicker. There's going to be lots of flickers in the chat, but uh -huh. we're not going to get to flicker for a while here, for like a couple hours. So Yeah, a couple hours. I mean, Knowing the way no, this show goes. You're not wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've got to... Uh, we got a chunk to cover, y'all. Yeah. There was a lot. There was and yet, a lot. not as much happened in this chunk, weirdly. It was a lot it of, like, moving. True. Like, the, uh, interestingly, there wasn't a lot of... And I think part of that is because this section of the book is so dedicated to trying to get this one thing. Yeah. As opposed to seeing different characters' perspectives. The, like, last week, we had to talk about what was going on at the White Tower, which mm -hmm. we're starting to meet characters there, and we're starting to meet characters here, and here, and here, and here. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, other than the one kind of chapter in Kyrian, which I, I got all of your comments, I hear you, <laughs> it is Kyrian, we're good. Kyrian. We're good. Um, I'm uh, just going to say it wrong every time. <laughs> Kyrian. Kyrian. Once we get past the... Um, well, once we kind of, other than the one chapter where we introduce a bunch of Kyrianans, which is a terrible name for people. Kyrianans? I would have gone with Kyrianites. Oh, okay. okay. I, you know, Kyrianan, it just sounds like you like, you, you like stumbled over your own tongue at the end of the word. <laughs> like you just accidentally added the extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, it's not my favorite uh, name that... <laughs> but <laughs> this section of the book, for, we're, we kind of stick with one group of characters who we already kind of know, and we see them on this kind of desperate quest in a way that we haven't really seen in this series so far. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, there was, like, <clears throat> the element of Rand having to stay put for a little bit, like, and and wait for others to, to catch up with him. Um, like, this section of the book was kind of a lot different than most things we've had so far. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, They're, like, waiting around, like, is things are here yet? Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like... Yeah, um, I'm gonna. Although interesting, like uh, I, I, it was fun to see the parallels between him staying at this inn with the inn they stayed at in um, Berlon. Yeah. When that gets attacked by the the fade, I was like, God damn, Rand can't get to break. The same kind of thing keeps happening to him. Uh, yeah, Jason seriously. Trainer, thank you for joining the Nards <gasps> of the Nerd table Thank uh you. before we get into the chapter by chapter breakdown, y'all, I just wanted to throw out there that we actually have a Narg shirt. That we are oh, gonna, like, launching today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, oh, I should have had this ready already. Yeah, I thought you uh, you don't have the link to the store. I I don't. I'm gonna have it really <laughs> quick. I messed up. Oh, um, guys, this is the most professional show. This is that you the most possibly... professional possible. Wait, how... it's right there. That's such a long link. I know. 
I know it's weird, but uh, we're dropping a I'm link. I'm just gonna in drop chat. the link in chat in case anyone. Oh no, might be interested. Hey, Alexander! Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the super chat. There's the link to <laughs> our. You. There's the link to our new Narc shirt. Thank you um, so much. It just says Narc Smart. It's cute. We just it's wanted a shirt with our that that Narc emote on the chest. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's there if you if you into it. Yeah, we'll probably plug that again at the end. But for now, let's get into chapter twenty-five, where Rand does something. <laughs> Rand gets to Kyrian. What? <clears throat> right. It's Kyrian. I. It's every time I read it, my brain just goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like carrion, like like a carrion bird, like a vulture. Oh. But it's not. That would have been a Not little helpful. on the nose. A little bit. Well, le- yeah, a little on the nose. But I feel like it's like, I feel like it's close enough to kind of get that. But I mean, that city though. Mm-hmm. That um, that city. Yeah. So um, uh, sh- 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 we get to see this another large city, and this one is like very different. From the cities that we've seen so far, there's like mm-hmm. this outer town area where people are entertaining themselves or are viewing entertainment yeah. and, and dressed in fun colors and laughing and being raucous and rowdy and, you know, just kind of enjoying life, I, I guess. I don't know. Because then you find out that basically the king is just like paying for them mm-hmm. to be distracted so they don't have to like think too much about anything. Uh, and then, like, they cross the, the gates into the inner city, and it's, like, not, like, it's, like, dead. It's, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like, a cemetery. Like, people are just, like... I wouldn't say it's, like, a cemetery. The way it was described to me, I was, like, I would not want to be here. Everyone seems anxious and sad and, like... Uh, sure, but sneaky. it's full of, like, action. Like, people, it's not, like, like uh, lethargic. It's still very busy. It's just a very different yeah. kind of busy. Yeah. A cemetery I would describe as a dead place, though. I mean, the fact that they, like... I, I, I attributed it more to, like, the difference between, like, Greenwich Village in New York and Wall Street. I, uh... You know what I mean? Like, like the difference between, like, oh, look, all of these people are dressed the way that they want to dress and they're expressing themselves, whereas Wall Street, they're all in kind of the same suit and they're all anxious and they're all doing their thing, but they're, it's still a very busy place. Right, okay. Um, but, but I, yeah, I, 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 cemeteries, like... I don't know, I read it and I was like... Ooh, when I when I hear out, the word cemetery, out. I think there's like a lone grave digger doing his job. But like you know, it's it's a dead place. Whereas okay. Kyrene is very much alive. And I think what's so interesting about the disparity between the four gate and between the the, the city proper mm-hmm. is that it is showing that there are two very different kinds of bustling livelihoods happening so intertwined with one another. Um, but so separate. But so separate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, like, it, it seems like they're not, the, like, the, the people outside are not allowed in, and the people who are inside, like, do not go out. Like, when mm-hmm. Rand is like, uh, where's the best inn out there? And the person at the gate is like, uh, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, thank God Rand has Huron for this part, yeah. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, Rand would probably have, like, died immediately. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I think uh, that side-in might have t- tapped in at the last minute to save his life. Sure, but, I guess. Um, I guess. I think but. the other thing that we that's really fun about le- this section is that this is kind of the closest we've come to a culture that is really been touched by the Aiel Wars and is still feeling the effects of that. Yeah. And that the people at the Foregate are there because the Aiel Wars 20 years ago push them out of their lands. Yeah, there's no farms out there anymore, mm-hmm. and they have no desire to go back. But, because... like, 20 years? 
20, that, that's a long time for a king to be like, puppets. Yeah. Enjoy these puppets and forget about your problems. I mean, he's rich. Peasants. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But he, uh, kings are usually rich because they make their money off the backs of the people. And mm-hmm. so the, the kind of, the, the financial loss that he is probably taking in taxes on those lands not being run by farmers is probably pretty huge. Yeah. You'd think he would, like, help them restore those lands so that people could go back to... Uh, but, but they're still too scared, right? Like, 20 years later, they are still too afraid of the Aiel coming out of the mountain pass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in these chapters, we see an Aiel come out of that mountain pass, and we actually get to meet Aiel for the first time, which is very fun. It's very cool. Um, but, um, you know, the, there there is a real, like, there's a real, like, almost generational trauma. And th- these books are all about generational trauma. Uh, but there's a real generational trauma in Kyrian in terms of the fallout of the Aiel Wars, and it yeah. really makes it interesting that when people look at Rand, the, one of the first things they look at him and go is, Aiel? Like, like there's yeah. almost that, like, um, flight or flight response in them just because he happens to look like he's Aiel. And obviously, yeah. you know, we know that he is. Yeah, he um, kind of has to be. Based um, on the show, but. Mm-hmm. Chat wants you to take your beanie off because it literally blends in. It's the same color. No, because my hair looks, I didn't shower this morning, so my hair is just. <laughs> All right, fine. I won't wear it, but I'm going to look like crap. <laughs> look I'm great. sorry my beanie blends into the wall. Podcast listeners, uh, that won't sorry. Ma- yeah. That won't make any sense. Go watch the YouTube video. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the consequences of their fear has led to a development of a new kind of society. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed the like concept of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, uh, one of the things I really liked about the way that uh, Kyrian is explained is the door or is the like rooms at the gates where business between the four gators and the uh, insiders can mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's, it's interesting that, like, this different kind of meeting room had to be built to adapt to this new kind of culture that was created. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not a city I would want to live in. We learned that... Um, I mean, I lived in Manhattan, so I basically already lived there. <laughs> we learned that, you know, the people play the Game of Thrones, and it's, uh, you know, it's uh, not a fun time. Okay. People die. How? Okay. How did you feel about Deus Damar? Ooh, you're dripping. Did you not close this properly? Thanks. I thought I did. <laughs> um, I'm wet. <laughs> it's fine. We're good. What? This, Nothing. It's um, from the producers. I'm not, I know. I'm just not commenting on it. Uh, how did you feel about Deus Damar? Uh, I literally was like Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but less interesting. I... Yeah, I it started to wear on me because everyone just kept talking about it. About it. And because no one no one ever gave me any idea how it functioned because it didn't seem to function at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't no, make any sense. It's literally people straight up assassinating one another and sending yeah. letters. Yeah. Like like and I and I, I see what he was trying to go for, mm-hmm. but I don't think like I, I don't think we were able to really experience what what I think Robert Jordan was trying to get at, especially because it's just a small chunk of the book, right? A Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, like, the Song of Ice and Fire is books and books and will probably never be finished. I'm so sorry. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, the, it is it is developed over a long period of time, and you really get a sense of how the characters play it, whereas, like, this felt like the, I don't know, the Nickelodeon I, 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 I don't think it, I don't think that's it for me. Okay. The Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones makes sense immediately because it is kingdoms that are separated who want the main throne. Yes. This is 
just everybody in town sucks. And everybody knows that everybody in town sucks. Yeah. The the end, right? And, like, I think think the thing about... (laughs) the, The difference between Game of Thrones and this to me is that Game of Thrones is about lords who have power battling for more power. Yeah. And Deus de Mar is... Everybody in this city is a miserable wretch because they're trying to get something. Trying to get more power, I guess. I guess. But it seems like they're pretty wealthy. It seems like the city is pretty well off. And it's... Yeah. And it is all from Rand's perspective so much to the point where it just got to the point where I got tired of it in in that one section. Because I was like... I'm excited that Rand we're not doesn't there care. Yeah. Rand doesn't Rand the the main character is not trying to learn more about this. Mm-hmm. He's actively spending chapter after chapter ignoring it. And so for me as a reader, I was like, well, if the main character doesn't care about this, I don't know why I'm expected to. If if the main character isn't going to pursue more knowledge about this and I get the feeling I'm never going to learn about this, I I kind of start to tune it out. Yeah, but then the, but then the main character has consequences for doing so. Not really. I mean, yeah. In in what sense, though? Uh, like, well, I mean... This is a Tom, spoiler chat. You can just say No, 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 I know. We're jumping way ahead, but Tom's, like, girlfriend, significant other, gets straight up murdered because Rand goes to see Tom. Sure. Right? Like, Rand is responsible... For her oh, uh, Shadowling, thank you for that super chat. Shadowling, thank you so um, much. That's RJ making you feel like Rand does in Game of Thrones' perspective of the people in the Game of Thrones. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm not saying... I, I When it was introduced, I liked it. It yeah. was just that by as that chapter kept going on, I just kind of was like, I. It, it's very intentionally annoying. I agree yeah. with Deshiva. It is intentionally annoying, but it is annoying. And I was just kind of like... I, I just wish I had some more context. Because of the way that Robert Jordan has started to intersperse chapters with mm-hmm. um, different perspectives... I kind of wish here we could have gotten a little chunk of it that was from a perspective of someone inside the Deus de Mar, so that we could have had just a, just a touch of it. Yeah, of like how someone who actually knows how to play it, like how it unfolds. Cause... Because, okay, for example, uh-huh. if we had a little bit more context on how the Deus de Mar was played, I think that when Tom Marilyn's girlfriend is killed because Rand talked to him, I would have understood why. But I don't see what anyone gets out of Rand, the the Gle- the death of the Gleeman's girlfriend who talked to Rand one time. Like, I, I can't, I, I feel like I'm a pretty smart dude. I cannot follow what anybody gets out of that in, in terms of a political victory. So the politics of it is that um, the guy wanted to question Tom and she was there and in the way. If she hadn't been in the room, she probably would have been fine, okay. right? Oh, okay, so so let's say that his goal is to question Tom and that he needs real answers out of Tom. Yeah. The way to do that is to use her. If you're if you're if you are a cutthroat political person, you take that woman in as a hostage because that is that guy's girl, and you use her to get him to talk to you. You don't just kill her and leave her body there for him to find, right? Mm. That that is where I'm like, I yeah. don't. Either the people on the other side are playing the game really poorly. Or they, or the, they didn't have a plan and it just kind of happens. Well, but, but and like, that's kind of what a lot of this feels like, is like the plan isn't quite there. Like in Game of Thrones, you can, you can kind of see certain things coming from a mile away, or you can't, and there are an interesting surprise, and things are much more well thought out. Where Yeah, as this one just kind of felt like a, like a like messy... Yeah, and, and, yeah. So that's, and so that's where I'm like, okay, so the Deus Tamar is just this messy thing. 
Because that's, yeah. that's the only real play of it that we when see. When it's devolved we, into murder, right? We know that, like, people didn't used to just straight up kill sure, each other. Sure, but why? Like, what, what do you get politically out of just killing... Like, not killing Rand, right? Nobody makes a play at Rand. Yeah. In fact, Rand is able to, like, walk around the gardens with a bunch of people and no one notices. I was like, this Deus de Mar thing, it's, it's very convenient that Rand, Loyal, and Huron are all able to get away. Get away? <laughs> yeah, Huron's like, uh, your servant hurt himself. And then they're able to all go to the gardens and have this, like, exploratory search of the gardens for, like, a half hour. And everyone's like, I wonder where that Randall Thor is. <laughs> Yeah. No I one don't... noticed. No one knows. No one was like, "Hey, look, oh, they're in the garden." Everybody noticed, but no one like saw them. Everyone noticed they were gone. That's my point. No, that's a hundred percent my point. So you you think that like the people at the party would have gone looking for them? No, I think they would have sent would their mean. servants. Like if I was on the other side, that's what I would do. I'd be like, spy on them. Maybe... The servants are all at, like at this. Like there are like hired help that by the the host of the party, but they're. Their own servants are off doing other things, which is why Huron and Matt go off and do their own things as well. Yeah, I know. And if the if the if the goal of the party is to meet Randall Thor, you send your servants to spy on him. Uh-huh. you have them follow Huron a hundred percent. Okay. Like and and that that was just where I was like, it seemed like the game that they were playing was inconsistent. Oh yeah, I, yeah, it, it definitely was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so the, this game was like. It was, uh, it was interesting. Randy I, uh, has built-in plot armor. That's fair. Yes. Yes. Taverin, you know, it's really, it's very lucky. Um, but Tom, Tom is back. That is that is in like, this chapter? That is the big reveal at the very end of this chapter, mm-hmm. um, which is very cool. We kind of already said it because we talked about his girlfriend, which yeah, yeah. is why I didn't, I was like, uh. But um, Tom, Tom is just there doing his thing. And uh, Rand is like, I, yeah, I, st- I still got your, your harp and your flute and, uh. It was, it, it, it was not the reunion that we wanted, but I think it was kind of the one that needed to happen. Well, because Tom is like, nah, I'm not, I can't, I can't. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> but still, I think that the emotional moment of Rand realizing Tom is alive was incredible. Yeah. And the way that, like, t- the way that Robert Jordan wrote the, like, a sudden elation in the, in the realization, yeah. I thought was really beautifully done. Yeah. And, you know, Rand is, you know, has enough sense not to just run on stage and, like, tackle the man. Um and I just, I love the writing of Tom looks up, sees him, and just gives him a subtle nod to the side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and meets him in the hallway. And I was like, oh, God, like, Tom, first of all, Tom Marilyn is, like, the most, like, cool person. I know. <laughs> like, as much as I so love true. Lan and yeah. Lan has my heart, Tom is, Tom is, like, full on, like, just, like, uh, the dude, like Big Lebowski, is just, like, chill. He's, like, ready for any situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really, I, I loved. He's like, ah, oh, you know, I, I got a hurt leg, but I'm fine. I'm glad you didn't say you would have died, but I'm good. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's very like. I'm. I mean, I, I, I guess for Rand it's different because Rand doesn't know he's alive, but Tom obviously knows. Like, you know, for Tom it's more of a like, it's weird that you're here kind of thing. Why? Well, I mean. Like, what reason would he think that Rand would have to be in the city? Um. Like, it just it seems like a weird place to, to see him. I, I feel like anywhere is a weird But, like, I, I don't know. I feel like for for Tom, he's he's aware that he's Taviran. I, I think that Tom has is that knowledge of being like, 
Yeah. I thought I was out. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I got he's out. surprised to see Ren. I think he's like, I, he's like, I'm. They're they're pulling me back in. They Every time me. I get out, they pull me back in. Yeah, uh, yeah, John yeah. Cornea, thank you for that super thank chat. You for the super chat. Um, it's a game of houses, not thrown. Each house is playing a different game with different goals. It's really messy. Oh, yeah, I, and they all suck at it. I like. get that. I just. <laughs> It, the, the game of houses didn't feel important enough to this book to really get into. And mm-hmm. so it was just kind of this like aside that happened for a few chapters. Yeah. So that Rand could get the horn stolen. Yeah. And it's it was like a really big concept for an aside that I was like, I wish I, I just wish we'd either spent a little bit more time with it or a little bit less. Yeah. But I feel like we got this like middle ground of like, I heard Deus Damar a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't like know how any, I don't, I didn't see anybody win. I didn't see anyone get a victory within the game of houses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I only saw people either do nothing or be messy. And like, I, I would have liked um, either further extremes on both sides or just more information. But I, I, I just feel like, I, yeah, I feel like I'm just repeating myself. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It was not my favorite part of the series so far. <clears throat> I think that. There, I think that there's going to be more of this in, like, later books. Oh, of course. Well, because Galdrian is Moiraine something, right? Galdrian? No. Yeah, Galdrian Damadred is... No, no, no. Galdrian is the king. It's Barth... Barth- oh, is Barthain's the Barthain's, Damadred? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so Barthain's Damadred is related to Moiraine somehow. Somehow, yeah. Which is crazy, because she is... This gives Rand a whole other reason not to trust him, right? Once he finds out Moraine's last name. Obviously, we know Moraine's last name because of a Twitter user. Um, <laughs> the books have not yet revealed that her name is Moraine Damadred. No. Um, we just, we were spoiled on that. Um, well, apparently it was also in the show. That her name was Damadred? Yeah. Really? I yeah. don't remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That so. might have been where we learned it. I just know that I interact with Moraine Damadred on Twitter more <laughs> no, than anything No, it's just very funny, too. Um, we're, we're fine. <laughs> I, so the, Barthain's is going to be important at some point because he's, Moraine's evil uncle? Well, no, because Mo- we don't know how old Moraine is, right? It could be her son, for all we know. Oh, no. No, she wouldn't have kids. I'm just saying, like, for all that we know... No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, she wouldn't have kids. Most likely not. Yeah. No, but, uh, like, uh, I'm not sure how old Moraine is, so they could be related any number of ways, either closely or... Like, they, I don't know, they could be, like, third cousins. Uh, CJ Clark, thank you for that super chat. Um, I didn't care until uh, the Deus de Mar until many books later. I actually really, really like how it wraps up far more than season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's fair. That's, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm on record as being a fan of the eighth season of Game of Thrones. Um, I think it's the worst season of the show. I still think it is better than most other television. That's just me. But, um... Uh, I, I can see how this could go somewhere really cool. I just feel like it didn't go somewhere really cool in yeah. this section. Yeah, yeah. It was an introduction to it that I just, I, I, I kind of got annoyed that everyone kept talking about it. And that everyone talks about it in a way that makes it seem like they're not that smart about it. Yeah. Like, sh- if you're going to play the game of houses, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even Bar, however you say his name. Did I even, like, write it down in here? I, I think have no I did. idea. Bartholomew? Barthanes. Are you talking about Barthanes Damadred? Yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, actually, I was like, I'm, yeah, Barthane. Yeah, Barthanes is what I wrote down. Anyways, like, Ooh, even he, me like, monk, gives so much away. Me Monk is, uh, says, you know how oldish Moiraine is? She was a novice during the Aiel War. So she must only be, like, 50. 
Well, that was 20 years ago. It depends she how She would old... only be 40. Wait, really? Well, I mean... Because, like, Egwene's a novice at, like, 16, right? Or 17? Yeah, I don't, like... But like I thought novice... Moraine was a lot older. No, 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 that's not possible. Because didn't her and um, Lan meet 40 years ago? Maybe Moiraine didn't become a novice when she was a teenager? I don't know the timeline. I actually don't know how old Moiraine is. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I have no idea how old... Yeah, the Aiel... Okay, Moiraine is 42. Okay. I thought she okay. was like 55 or 60, but she looked younger because of Aes Sedai-ness. Yeah, You yeah. know how like Gandalf or... Uh, or uh, um, uh, uh, Dumbledore's like 150, but he looks like he's like 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, it was one yeah, of those yeah. situations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure how old Moraine was either. Okay, so so Barthains is probably a uh, cousin or uncle or... Yeah, yeah. He'd be a contemporary of hers. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's about 40-ish, mm -hmm. I would say. So, okay, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. Huh. 60 is the new 40. It's so true. <laughs> if you guys, if you have not yet looked at the um, age comparisons between the first season of the new Sex and the City reboot uh, uh, and just like that and the Golden Girls in season one of Golden Girls, it will blow your mind. People do not age the way they used to. It's nope. weird. Nope. Uh, plastic surgery is... Not, not for that cast, though. The, and just like that women, like, maybe a little bit, but not oh, a lot. Oh, you have, you have Botox, you oh, have sure, sure, sure. lifts, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have fillers, you have the most expensive skincare routine yeah. you've ever seen I think in the your skincare life. is more, and, and honestly, hairstyles. Hairstyles, mm -hmm. just the, that, like, old permy, just because it looks like your grandma, my grandmother's hairstyle, right? Yeah, 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 literally. Anyway, not important. We're talking about Game <laughs> Anyways, of Thrones. No, we're not talking, we're not about, Game talking about Game of Thrones. We're talking about <laughs> Wheel of Time. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So in chapter 25, Rand did actually burn three invitations. I forgot that that was like right Yeah. Now. He just like, is like whipping them in the fire. He's like, nah, bitch. Nah. I nah. ain't playing. I ain't playing. I was like, oh, this is going to, this is going to be a bad idea. Well, and I, what I loved about it is that everyone else is so like, you can't do that. You have to answer invitations or else there'll be consequences. And Rand is like, Okay, so if I answer in invitations, there will be no consequences. And they're like, no, there will also be consequences. And Rand is like, then... Okay, well, then fuck it. Well, and like, th and this, but this is my point, right? Yeah. Everyone is telling him that this it's always a no-win situation. Yeah. And I was like, how can it always be a no-win situation? Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the innkeeper is like, oh, no, you have to choose one of Galdrian or... Um, uh, Barthains, Barthains, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to choose one of those two. And I was like, okay, so then the in I expected the innkeeper to give his input like um, the innkeeper in Camelin did, mm -hmm. where he's like, no, I'm a queen's man. I'm a queen's man through and through. And I was like, oh, th but does this innkeeper have a point of view on this? Or Not the, really. Or the innkeeper who's like, you should go see Celine. I know you're fighting, but you should knock on her. <laughs> like, if you don't mind me saying so, my lord. <laughs> the, before they get yeah, to... Yeah, but, okay. It, well, no, it's like the innkeepers all giving their, like, two cents, right? Right. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying specifically, like, the innkeeper and Camelin had this really interesting perspective on the queen and the relationship politically, whereas this innkeeper is telling Rand that he has to do something, but doesn't feel like he's infusing his political will into that conversation in any way. Sure, I guess, but I feel like the situation in Camelin is a lot more straightforward than the one here, you know what I mean? 
Oh, sure. I, 100%. I'm just saying, like, if you had had the innkeeper have some perspective on it, the audience could have understood what was going on a little bit faster. Mm, yeah. Like, it would have been a way in for the audience, is all I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, once we knew what the who, who the invitations were from, I figured they would accept the Barthains one. Mm-hmm. I feel like damage rate is going to be very important. Um, well, but. and, and like, how many kings does a brand really have to meet? You know what I mean? Like, I really... <laughs> all of them. All of them. Oh, my God. There's a checklist. Do you think Galdrian has a daughter that Rand is going to fall in love with as well? And Rand is just going to collect the daughters of, like, all the kings and queens of the land? He's going to unite all of... What is this continent called? Uh, No idea. No idea. Does anyone... Does this continent have a name? Um... This Westeros, he's just going to unite the seven kingdoms by... his harem. Through a harem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rand the land. new, the new, <laughs> Randland. Oh, perfect. I love it. Is it? I, it, I, I have a feeling Randland isn't a joke. It's never named by Jordan. Okay, thank you, Joseph, for being honest. Okay, no, I, it's no, it's Randland. I do love it. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's Randland because Rand just goes around marrying off every eligible yeah. young woman. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. Oh, God. I, and I just love that chat collectively is like, yes, it's Randland. Um, I'm just excited for polyamory and w- Wheel of Time. We don't get enough polyamory in books. I know, right? Like, no. it's, yeah. And we already know that Rand is going to have three women that, like... I thought it wasn't going to be at the same time, but now I'm pulling for it to be at the same time. I think it's going to be at the same time. Uh, uh, Tom knows the best innkeepers. Don't trust the random innkeepers that you run across. Thank you, Sam, for that. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Tom knows what's up. Tom knows what's up. So basically, Rand tells Tom everything. Right? Is like I oh, got the yeah, horn. He trusts right. Rand. And, and Tom. I, and I get it. I, 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 you know, I trust Tom as well as a reader. Um, Aldan, thank you so much for Oh, Aldan, thank you so much for the super chat. I am so excited to get to know Rand Land more. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Although I kind of hate the, I, like, it doesn't feel good in my mouth. Rand Land just sounds like a I'm sure children's... Rand would feel good in my mouth. No. <laughs> Got him. Wow. Um, yeah, I was going to say Rand Land sounds like a child's amusement park, but... Uh... But like that has like really sketchy rides. Like you're like I don't I don't know if we should get on that roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Randland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hi there, welcome to Randland. Oh Would you god. like to ride the Minnie Mouse? <laughs> so oh god. So yeah, basically Rand spills everything to Tom. Tom is like, yeah, you know what? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, clean break. Clean break. Totally you know, fair. They, they break so, up. Dude, dude, totally fair. Oh, yeah, yeah Dude yeah. is like, the last time I was with you, the forces of the Dark One chased me halfway across the world. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. For a moment, I was like, should I be suspicious of Tom because he's still alive? But it makes sense that the, it, like, didn't care about him. and Just went after Rand and Matt. I honestly think that, I, I, it's tough because I don't understand Min's prophecies enough, but when we go back to Min saying that Tom is part of this, mm-hmm. to me that says he's a good guy, and that that doesn't necessarily I mean it's true. I mean it's but true. Probably. I just I I I have this weird thing where I'm like, oh, if Min says it, I'm I'm on board with him. According to Daniel Henny, it's Landland. It's Landland. I love. That. I love Daniel Henny so much. Oh, That's God. a man who would feel good in my mouth. Um, let's uh let's move on. Shall we? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, a clean break. They break up. Mm-hmm. It's sad. But we all know Tom's coming back. We, you know, 
we're going to get to that later. Basically, mm-hmm. Rand and Loyal leave, and um, they get attacked by Trollocs in the street who disguise themselves as, like, the fake puppet Trollocs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how? I'm not going to lie. I had to go back, like, three times on that first paragraph about this. Yeah. Because I was, I genuinely thought that the puppets started to attack them, and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Why, why are puppets... Attacking people? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, the real Trollocs, I'm the idiot. <laughs> well, n- well, no, but here's the thing. Like, the, the Trollocs that were puppets were described like, like they were so silly. Rand was like, oh, this saying, person yeah. has clearly never seen a Trolloc. It's and like so someone... when real Trollocs are like walking through the street, nobody notices? <laughs> like, I was like, really? Well, no, they're, they're covered though. <laughs> Aren't they wearing the Trolloc puppets and then they like throw them off and it's like surprise Trolloc? But they still have like, the puppets I thought had like human legs. Yeah, but with armor, you, you, you can hide some hooves. You can be like, look, my cosplay was really well done. Okay, like I put work into the fur. My, my satyr cosplay, I'm going to be performing in Broadway's Chronicles of Narnia. I am Tumnus. I am <laughs> Mr. Tumnus. Mr. Tumnus, yeah, is the fawn. Uh, it's, my father was Dr. Tumnus. Uh, the Shadowling, thank you for that super chat. Narg is smart. Narg disguised <laughs> to look like puppet to sneak up on you. Yes. That makes sense, um, yeah. This whole sequence was, it was very fun to me. It was kind of bonkers, but it was very fun. Yeah, but then they suddenly are like in a part of town where there isn't anybody. Yeah, they get, like, like, shepherded somehow. And here's the thing. We don't have, like, a map of the town, so Robert Jordan can kind of just, like, do what he wants there, and we're kind of, we just kind of, we have to go along with it, right? Because I have no idea how they got The explanation of the foregate just got, like, very convenient for this excursion to happen with nobody seeing it. Yeah, and then Celine just just shows up. Trollocs, to me, are not necessarily the most stealth-minded creatures no and it seems in this case that they're like they're on it they're like we we have gps on every single person in the foregate and we are prepared to lead them away i was like how the how the hell did they not run into a single person this whole time no celine celine's magic i'm so dumb oh my god this whole time i'm like how did the trucks do this celine is evil celine is evil celine is evil celine is evil you got to do the mantra celine is evil remember that she's hot She's hot. She's, she's hot, evil. but she's evil. She's like the one she that, like, let, yeah, you'll have a magic. really good night, and then she'll throw all of your stuff out the window, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's definitely Celine. Um, Robert Jordan <laughs> did not want anyone to be confused. At no point did Robert Jordan want anyone to think Celine could possibly be a good person. There was, was no like, subtlety. This woman is evil. <laughs> yeah. This is a public she service announcement. Basically, has like Satan's <laughs> horns coming out of her head. Like, it, yeah. It, like, and only Rand can. And the Rand and Loyal can't see them. Or Huron. Huron's like, <laughs> like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. She's yeah. hot, though. She's hot. She is hot. Anyways. And she wants him to fight those Trollocs. Yeah, she keeps she's pushing like, just, him. She's like, just go kill him. What, what's she doing, boo? Yeah, she. it's funny. She keeps pushing him to, like, use the power. And I think mm-hmm. that, like, that aids her somehow. Like, I think... <laughs> Eric says, think about it. The Dark Friends of Trollocs must have practiced this shit before doing it. Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> Do you they think they ran drills? Yeah, they had a dress rehearsal. They had tech week. <laughs> Um, they didn't get the like props until Tech Week. To I just put imagine on. Celine grabbing a Trolloc by the by like the the the, 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 the like the jaw and just being like, "No, it's five, six, seven, eight, step two, three, four, around the corner, snarl, get it right, get it right." Oh my god, Anthony. Oh my god. Oh wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've, we've been there. We've all had that ballet teacher who just is. 
Sarah Wolf says, I want to know the conversation where somebody told the Dark Prince they had to help the Trollocs beat puppets. I I wish oh we got that. I wish we, I, 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 God, that would be Wait, such a. Wait, is Pat and Fane Celine? No. There's no way. No, they, no, 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 no. Because in the goals. in the portal, because they they pass Pat and Fane, that wouldn't have. They have sense. separate goals. Yeah, yeah, no, they were with them at the same time. For a second, I was like, is Pat and Fane like? Never mind. No, 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 no. They're they they seem to be very um, separated. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so they they climb into the uh, illuminators. I think I did not write it down because I'm. Dumb, dumb. But the uh, the illuminators who were like so our thing was that last week I took the notes and this week she was going to take the notes. But that so. was before we had like confirmed it. These mm -hmm. these couple of chapters are so my notes are my notes get a little bit better as we go on. I'm learning. I I never took notes. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the, the ever, illuminators. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the firework people. The firework people who will literally murder you to keep their firework secrets. It's like it's, it was like going to the magic castle in uh, Los Angeles. You know what I mean, like. You need an invitation. Yeah, you don't mess with Disney. Don't ask questions. Yeah my, yeah, my thing about fireworks is that if they have fireworks, don't they? Can't they have guns? Why don't they have guns yet? Uh, isn't they're like not creative? Isn't like the isn't weren't fireworks the precursor to um like uh Chinese um like missiles? Or am I am I, I just know. did I just like watch Mulan and I'm like this is history? This is how it all works. <laughs> Did I? Mulan? Mulan, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Isn't Mulan, doesn't Mulan take place at like that time in fireworks or in China long before guns? Okay. So okay. so the, the moral of the story is don't watch children's animated movies and be like, oh, I think I understand how the world works. That's history. No, we, yeah, no. I thought medieval China had like some form of like, not like, not like handguns, but like. But they would blow fireworks at each other to knock them off the roofs of buildings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And explosive. Isn't that a thing? Maybe not. Well, I mean, it's what Mulan does to... There are no guns because they guard their secrets so closely. Interesting. Mm. Interesting, because the Illuminators are like, no guns. <laughs> no guns. Just fireworks. Honestly, like, fair, though. God, that'd be a nightmare. Um, yeah, but, like, also, how would the Illuminators have killed them? I, I wish that we'd kind of seen that. Because they talked it up, and I was like, oh, are, do the Illuminators have, like, weird weapons? Like, real cool weapons? And then we didn't see them, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't like, know. Like, Rand has a sword and is not bad at using it. I just don't... Look, I've seen people who run fireworks shows. Um, I've worked with them. They're lovely people, but I don't look at them and go, like, you're a cha you're a trained warrior. Yeah, but, like, they also, like, they don't know, right? Mm -hmm. There's only three of them. They don't know how many Illuminators are in there. They don't That's know. They, like, you know, they, they, they just don't know. So, I, I don't know. I'd be pretty... And, and you know, Rand is not going to want to kill anyone who's, like... Obviously, if they're trying to kill him, it's fine. But, like, you want to avoid violence. I mean, I, I would not say that Rand's mission has been to avoid violence thus far. But, like... <laughs> or if it has, it's not doing a great job. But, like... It's not his fault. He, he, he doesn't, like, go and attack other people. They attack him first. Uh, shout out, thank you so much for that super chat. Uh, so China had <laughs> gunpowder for a long time. Chat. They had fire throwers that spat fire and things that fired rockets. It was much later that metallurgy developed to the point of being able to contain a proper explosion. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that the gunpowder was the thing that came second. It was that the metallurgy... Okay, that makes right, sense. Right, that, that makes sense. <clears throat> that, okay. I know a lot about swords. I know very little about guns. They don't interest me all that much. I'm much more interested in like yeah. combat weapons that are more up close or yeah. bows and arrows. 
Yeah, we have a few swords. I like lightsabers. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. At what point in medieval China did they develop the lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know. So yeah, so they get into this place and Rand keeps knocking the fireworks off course. And like, I understand Loyal doing it, but like, if Loyal can fit in whichever way they're going, Rand can get his shit together and pay attention. Rand is drunk because he also can't like touch the one power. He like goes into the void and mm-hmm. it's like it's not there. Oh no! <laughs> I think it's Celine. I think that Celine dampens his one powerness. You think so? Yeah, because he's he because right before she shows up in the foregate, Rand reaches out and it's like there. He feels it, but he's like, no, 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 I'm not using you. I can fight Trollocs with my hands. I got this. And then Celine shows up, and immediately he, like, goes into his oneness again, and it feels murky. His ability to connect to the one power feels murkier. It's still mm. there, but it's murkier. And I almost feel like Celine, when Celine is nearby, there's, like, more of the Dark One's taint on the one power. Huh, okay. As if she's, like, a magnet. Because when he uses the one power to on the portal stones to get out in the last chunk we talked about, mm-hmm. he says, like, the one power was more tainted in that moment as well than in previous times when he had touched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that there's something about either Selene is, like, a magnet for the Dark One's taint, um, which is such a weird sentence, uh, or something like that, but it, it just feels like her presence near him is making it harder for him to channel. It's a performance anxiety. Thank you for that, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Celine's just too hot. He gets nervous. Celine is a... a taint magnet. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, and then Loyal straight up kills a Trolloc because Rand can't. That was a long time ago. That what? was way back in Forgate. No. Yeah. No. Is that in the Illuminator's place? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because Rand can't touch the soul. He can't. He, he... I, for some reason, I thought that was in Forgate. No, the Trolloc is there. You have a little hair on your face. Let me get that. There we go. Um, Rand can't touch. What? We're on video. I don't want to just be like a little eyelash sticking out. Um, no, Rand can't touch the power. And that's and, mm-hmm. and Loyal is like going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Loyal shows up. And, do you, uh, do you think that Loyal will get more comfortable with violence throughout the series, or do you think he will maintain this um, like abject fear of hurting others? I think so, and I think that you that's. Think I asked two questions. Oh, sorry. I think sorry. The second one. No, no, no. Sorry. The second one. I think that like this... yes or no, both. Uh... You, you think he's going to make you? You think that he will never become like the warrior Ogier? No, I don't think so, and I think that. Um... I think that it's a direct reflection kind of on, like, um, like people, like, in, in our world, like, coming back mm-hmm. to real life, people who are larger physically tend to be more careful of h- how they move and how they, they um, interact with the world be- because they're larger and are mm-hmm. automatically, like, a little bit more intimidating. And I think that, like, that really... You know, someone who's average does is not going to think about that the same way that, like, you know, Loyal is an Ogier, and he's very strong and very large and could do a lot of damage. And I think that as long as, like, the heart is in the right place, there's, like, there's that, like, fear of, like, hurting people by accident. And so I think... I'm not talking about by accident, to... though. I'm talking about in battle. Like, I, I'm no, not I talking about, like, walking around the streets of Kyrian. I'm talking about, like, when the final battle comes, does... We've already seen Loyal make a weapon, which he's never made. He's, you know, he sung that um, quarterstaff into existence, and now he's killed a Trolloc. 
I'm saying like I think he's gonna twelve books from now at the I, final battle is or Gear gonna be like sorry 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 well, no, I'm I so think, sorry or I, is he gonna be like a, a warrior? I think he might like help like defend things, but I don't know if I don't know if Loyal has like the um the the like mindset to be a war to like rush into battle and like. Just, like, knock Trollicates together, you know what I mean? I don't think that we can judge where his mindset would be based on where his mindset is now, though. I think that, I don't like, know, I, I think feel you, like Robert I think Jordan's in, building the character in that way. Oh, sure. I'm saying that, like, the trauma of the things they're going to go through changes people. If, sure. if Loyal is the same character at the end of the series that he is now, then it's kind of like, well, then, then he didn't go on a journey, right? Like, I, I would almost be more interested to see o- Loyal change in that way. I'm not saying I want him to become bloodthirsty, I'm just saying that yeah. I, I want him to, at some point, I wonder if he's going to kind of develop in a more uh, a, a more comfortably in these battle situations because he's going to be in so many of them if he stays with Rand. Because you get desensitized. Mm-hmm. Over time, you get desensitized to the violence, right? Yeah. If you have to. Not want to, but have to perpetuate it over and over and over and over again. So do you think that maybe uh, for the final battle, Loyal is going to like rally up the Ogier and be like, guys, it's now or never. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I thought it would be Perrin that would do that. I mean, we talked about that before where I was mm-hmm. like, I think Perrin's going to like be lead the Ogier wolf army into like the flank of the Dark One's army or something. I don't really know how the last battle's going to be fought. For all I know, it's going to be like Rand and the Dark One on top of a mountain playing chess or something. Um, <laughs> They're playing stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scambling. No, it's literally the Memory of Light, the final book in this franchise, is just the Dark One teaching Rand the rules of chess so that he can play him for the world. And like it's like it's like oh uh, there's a God. chapter on the pawns, there's a chapter on the rook, there's a chapter on the Swiss defense. You know what I mean? Like it gets really <laughs> it gets nitty gritty right at the end. Right, and, of um, and Ryan's just sitting there like this is so much information, dude. Like I don't know why. We're, <laughs> can we just like fight? Can I just like can I, we use the power and just like force lightning each other? Like do we have to play chess? And the dark one's like no, no, chess no. is my favorite game. Carl Magnus said chess. Well, no, it's going to be something, like, completely, like, out of, it's going to be, like, Monopoly. You know what I mean? It's, gonna, <laughs> it's not going to be chess. Monopoly? The Dark One's going to have a weird favorite game. It's going to be, like, Monopoly. No, it's going to be Risk. Risk? <laughs> it's going to be Risk, They're and it's, play risk it, for it the is world. a game of Risk in real time. It takes 44 hours. Wow. Wow, I hate that. Um, um, I love this question. Uh, Dakuna asked, what opening would the Dark One play? Oh, Absolutely. The Queen's Gambit. No, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely Queen's uh Queen's Knight uh to uh um Queen's Bishop uh, right ahead of the Queen's Bishop pawn. Oh, does that have a name? I don't know. I don't know chess name. It is a it is a very like um a chaotic and aggressive opening move. Okay, sure. Yeah. You say so. Um I yeah. Pretty sure the dark one plays Uno. <laughs> Oh. I would love the the end of this giant fantasy franchise is just the Dark One and Rand throwing reverse cards back at each other. Oh, it's Ella. Yeah. It's just two Ellas from TikTok. That girl who's like reverse. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be great. I feel like I've derailed this conversation so hard. Where were no, we? No, it was great. Um, so uh, Loyal kills a Trolloc. I yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Hmm, I don't really know exactly where Loyal is headed in this but he seems like very upset about having to use violence at all so mm, yeah i don't think that's an ogier thing though i think everybody's first kill and i say that as someone who has never killed anybody and god i Mm. hope i don't have to but 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I That was a very rational response. I wasn't like, oh, wow, the Ogier really don't like killing people. I was like, wow, it sucks to kill someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. he, he's actually, he takes it better than I think most people would. Yeah, I guess. Especially coming from, like, the setting where there is no, like, you do not use violence at all. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Marcus Maximus, thank you for that super chat. I think you might be a little bit behind us. Um, I think the intention is to confuse you since you're seeing oh, the game from the perspective of someone who doesn't understand it and doesn't care. A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to get more on that in later books, which I'm excited yeah. about. But, um, but um, not in this book. We're I think we're done with Kyrene for now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I literally wrote the fireworks people killed to save their secrets, which is... <laughs> yeah, and they, they messed up. wild. Poor Tamas did everything right. I and know, he's a screw he, up. He gets he gets shit on because he's just he's there. Yeah, because you know Loyal um, and Rand bump all the fireworks, so they point at the house, and then they go off, and so suddenly the Illuminator's house is on fire. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and roof. The, the roof. The roof is on fire. Uh, is that a song? Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. Um. Uh. Uh. uh S. Joseph. Um. We actually do have a community member who has created a, a document for us mm-hmm. um, regarding what predictions we have made so yeah. far. Uh, it's a long document because we say a lot of shit. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, if you would like to help contribute with that, uh, please do because it's it's a lot of fun for us. Mm-hmm. I, I like to go back and read, and I'm like, hey, wow, I said okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So thank you for that. Um. Next chapter is back with Inktar. Yeah, they they do escape. Rand and Loyal uh, and Celine dips out on them again. Yeah, Celine disappears again and then leaves another letter. She's like, oh, well, if you're not going to be aggressive and use the one power to taint your soul, I'm going to dip. I I got shit to do. I got, yeah, I'm I'm busy. busy. When you're this hot, (laughs) we got invitations. I have so many invitations to play the game. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so we get to we get to Inktar, and yeah. uh, they're we we, we kind of jump ahead with them. We find out that they followed the, the trail to where the to where Rand stole the horn, and mm-hmm. the wolves are calling him Shadow Killer. I think was the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that well, no. The, the Perrin knows that the horn was taken. Yes. By someone who the the wolves call Shadow Killer, but Perrin does not yet know that it's Rand. No, no, no. Yeah. Does not know that's Rand. Right. Thank sure. you for that super chat. Brad, thank you. Um, just finished another reread. Congratulations. I can't wait to say that I have read this once, let alone a reread. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so excited to go through this epic journey. We're so excited, too. This is really fun. Yeah. We're we, having a blast. We, this is the highlight of our week, for, yeah, for sure. Thousands um, But it's, uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that super chat. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So we find out that uh, the wolves are referring to, we don't know it's Rand, but he is Shadow Killer. He yep. snuck in, took the horn, peaced out. And so they're... Um, they're heading through the the mountains, mm-hmm. and uh, boom, Aiel. <laughs> yeah, just standing. Pops there. out of there. He's like, he's like, I don't need to hide. I'm here. Hello. Yeah, nice but also you. not. He's he doesn't have his veil up. Yeah, veil yeah. down. He's just like so there like, to talk. Okay, yeah. right, okay, we don't need to be too worried. Then I guess, mm-hmm. um, which is <laughs> such a weird, like, oh man, I, the concept of the veil. I, I'm really interested to hear like why and where it comes from because we're not they there live in yet. the desert. They live in a waste. Yeah, it's a desert. They have to, like, protect themselves. 
Yeah, but I don't know what the, like, veiling has to do with the idea of murder and violence. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, we don't we don't know a lot about Aiel culture yet mm-hmm. and norms and stuff, which I'm, I'm super excited to get into. I think that'll be next book, if I'm being honest. I think that's going to be book three. Um, I don't. Really? Well, if the big conclusion of this book happens on Tommen's head, mm-hmm. which is on the other side of the world... It feels like it's going to take time to get back to the Aiel. Unless they're going to portal stone Rand again. But can time and... Yeah, yeah. I, I know, but like, I don't know that like if he doesn't have a reason to do that. I guess Tarvalon is close to the Aiel way, so maybe it will. Yeah, I, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, one of the things where mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know, but I have once, a feeling the Aiel are going to be a lot more important next Once book. they get the dagger at the end of this book. Because the one thing I know they're going to do is get the dagger. They have to get the I dagger because Matt's Matt dies. dying. And I, it, no, there's when, no way he And dies. then they have to get Matt and the dagger to Tarvalon. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, those are the two events that have to happen at the end of this book and the beginning of the next book. Yeah. Other than that, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely, we got to get the dagger, because I I agree. I don't think Matt dies. But, yeah, so the ideal uh, Aiel pops out um, and basically tells them that he's looking for Rand without saying it's Rand. Um, He's looking for, um, you wrote it down, right? What uh, he says. This was the the last chapter that I read before I um. I, but I'll the man who cam- comes in the morning or the man who comes at the dawn, something like that. Yeah, uh, that's twenty four. We're on chapter twenty eight for this one. Um, well, I, it's okay. We can just. Yeah, sorry. This was literally the last chapter I read before I was like. He who comes with the dawn. Thank you, chat. <clears throat> oh, this is a short chapter. Yeah, it's not very long. Um. They're asking about Trollocs. Uh, I thought this would. I thought there'd be like a chunk to find. No, I don't think there is. It's just a long conversation. Right. What are you looking for? Exactly what he says. The man who comes with the dawn. Chat. Oh, what are the signs? It said we will know him when we hear of him, and we will know when we see him, for he will be marked, which I'm sure is the heron scar. Boom. Yeah, yeah definitely gonna be marked. Um, he will come from the west, which. Two rivers? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> beyond this final Well, point. although for the Aiel, everyone in this land comes from the west. True. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he will be of our blood. Obviously, he's a ginger, so... It's well, and his mom was Aiel on yeah. Dragon Mount, right? <laughs> um, he will go to... The books haven't revealed that yet, but we know that. I think it's Ru- Rudian? Ruidian? 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 I don't know if I'm sure. pronounced yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and lead us out of the threefold land. So we already have a prophecy earlier that we thought meant mm-hmm. that Rand would um, go see the Aiel and bring them out of the waste. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, definitely gotta be Rand. He. Um, I have a feeling that's gonna happen sooner than later, based on what we learn about the Sanchen, and we're gonna get to the, through the Sanchen stuff. Mm-hmm. We're all we're already an hour in. We're only <laughs> three chapters, and we need to pace here a little bit. Um, the the what we know about the Sanchin and their people, and now we have them wanting to take out the Aes Sedai, who I know that we need at the final battle. Yeah. And the, now that we know that the from the women in the setting that the Aiel have um, their version of the Aes Sedai. Yeah. I think that Rand is going to have to bring those Aiel Aes Sedai to help the Aes Sedai to fight the Sanchin's Aes Sedai. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's going to be a big magic battle, which honestly I'm super stoked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like a symbol. He says it is under the sign he will conquer. And as I read this, I was like, he's going to draw like the dragon banner. Um, but he didn't. It's the ancient symbol of the Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Um, and Varen is like, mm, get that out of here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the yin and yang symbol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Without the so, dots. Yeah, so I, I, I have a feeling that... Oh, so maybe maybe Rand actually won't go to the Aiel Waste for a while then, because I think he has to align with the Aes Sedai first. Why? 
Well, if he's marching, if he's using the I said I symbol, the flame, like. No, no, because at, at the end of this book, he will announce himself in front of the watchers on the waves because he's going to Tom and said where they are, right? So yeah. he will be using that symbol at the end of this book. He will be the Dragon Reborn within the, the next week. We'll be talking about next how week. he is the Dragon Reborn. You think so? Yeah, because the whole the prophecy is that he has to proclaim himself in front of the watchers on the waves, and mm. he's going to go see them. So he's going to fly the banner next year. Uh, otherwise, he, is he going to Tommen's head not announcing himself before the uh, watches on the waves, leaving and then coming back, going all the way back to Tarvla? Is he just bouncing from like from side of the country to the side of the country constantly? Because well, if so, he has to announce himself there, yeah. and he's going to be there now, I think it would be weird for him not to. And then like three books later, he's like, oh, I have to go back to Tommen's head so I can... So I can announce myself. Are the <laughs> watchers on the waves the Sension? I, I don't remember. Yeah. They are? Okay. I, I, be, I believe so. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding of it so far. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, are you guys disagreeing on how to pronounce ship captain? <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and then that's basically that chapter. It's super quick. Um, <clears throat> it comes up again later when they're all reunited. But uh, yeah, moving on, we had a chapter, mm-hmm. which is half. First half is the the uh, the the white cloaks and the questioners. Um, and uh, <coughs> wow, 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 shit gets dark. Uh, basically, we find out. Honestly, I don't think we were given a lot of like information in this chunk but we do know that uh the questioners are literal child murderers um apparently Mm -hmm. their beliefs are that the sins of the mother run down for five generations and the sins of the father for ten isn't it seven and ten i thought it was five i think it's five and ten i remember seven um yeah that's insane it is insane especially because like my great 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 grandfather fucked up and, like, I mean, I, in quotations, like, obviously, like, you, you seem to be pretty guilty until proven innocent here. Um, yeah, yeah, especially if you, like... Yeah, the white cloaks are A wild. white person. Yeah. In our culture, it's, like, ten generations... Men ten generations ago probably did some shit. Probably did some bad just, shit. If I'm just being completely honest... You know what? Not even just white people. Anyway, ten generations of men... Someone did something wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. And so basically it just gives them an excuse to proclaim everybody guilty. Uh, mm-hmm. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. like, this, yeah. This this chapter was, I feel like, less, like, factual information and more just, like, these guys, hey, they suck. Don't forget, well, they no, suck. But, but important, it was important to start setting up the Watchers on the Waves. And it's important to set up that the True. white cloaks are headed towards follow me. Yeah. Follow me, follow me, whatever. Fal- yeah. Um, and, and oh, you know. Oh, they're going to be there. Yeah. So the right. white cloaks, the white cloaks, uh, the Sanchen are the thing that the white cloaks hate the most, right? They mm-hmm. openly use magic. They're very, they're very comfortable with the channeling. And so mm-hmm. this chapter is really setting up this like three pro- or four pronged finale, right? Where the white cloaks are going to be there. The Sanchen are going to be there. Pat and Fane's going to be there. And Rand and his team are going to be there. And right. so it is kind of this. And I'm assuming Moraine is going to show up. I'm I'm assuming she knows that this is where all this is going to go down. I hope Maureen shows up. I miss her. Yeah, I do miss Maureen as well. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, like, it's going to be... Whatever happens in this final section on Tommen's head is going to be this, um, you know, this meeting of all of these groups of people. 
Because otherwise, why are we spending time with these white cloaks? They're exactly, on, yeah. I, what, the first time I was like, they're on they're on the Almuth plane. They're on the other side of the world. Like, why should I care? Well, that's what I, that, yeah, when I was reading this, I was like, I don't understand really where they are. And so it was very confusing for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're, yeah, they're definitely going to meet up. But do you think that the, do you think that the white cloaks are going to be a help for Rand or a hindrance? Um, I don't know how they could be a help. I, well, I mean, I mean like, the they might, are not. They, they might be a help in the sense that, like, they are, the, the Sanjin get caught up fighting them, but mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't see how the White Cloaks do anything against the Sanjin. Well, the White Cloaks do have a lot of, like, power behind them. No, because, the, the, but, but their, their power over the Aes Sedai is they use the Aes Sedai's, um, oaths against them, right? And so they create situations where they attack when they are not under attack. But the Shan- the Sanchen or Shanchen or whatever it is, the- they don't have that, right? The 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 Aes Sedai with the Sanchen don't have oaths. They can do whatever they want. They right. can just they can straight up attack. Right. And so that one defense that the White Cloaks have of you know, it, it, the White Cloaks are like the big brother that like holds your fist against your face and is like, "Oh no, no, I'm not hitting you." I'm not hitting you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't hit me. I'm not hitting you. Yeah. That's what the White Cloaks do. The I said, they can't do that to the Sanchen. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I don't really know. I, I feel like they are very much at a disadvantage that they're not at with the Aes Sedai. Right. Within their own continent. Yeah. Yeah. And, hmm. I mean, they're, it's de- they're, like, they're definitely going to play a part. The, the thing is, I mm-hmm. don't know exactly what in- that entails. Because, yeah, everyone's kind of all against one another. Right? And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like we get a weird hobbit battle of the five armies kind of deal. Oh, are the sandworms going to come out of the ground? and? God, I hope not. Great um, tunnels. <laughs> Sam, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Sam, do you think of that? Uh, remember that Boris from the prologue is operating on the Almuth plane, but Alzamon told him to continue his good works there. Yes, Boris is right. doing something there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, He's d- doing something. Yeah, I mean, probably murdering babies. Probably. If anyone is murdering babies, it's the Dark Ones people, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you think that the Sanchen have dark friends among them? Oh. You know what? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, there's this weird, like, thing in my brain where, like, the Dark One is this continent's villain. But, like... But he is. He's he's everywhere. He's the Dark One. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? I would assume so. Yeah, they would have to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Unless his influence doesn't spread that far. Right, like, there is that, there is an element in this series where, like, the Dark One's influence spreads from Shia'ul Ghul. Yeah. And so, like, they're pretty far across the water, so maybe not. Maybe it's lessened there. But maybe there is. I don't know. Well, I mean, they are going to have Haddon Fane among them, so. Well, yeah, now obviously there is a Dark Friend. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I I was reading this and I was like, how far, how far does the Dark One's influence Go, I would assume right? it seeps into everything. You know, the, yeah. the same way that, like, evil seeps into us all. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. And, like, these guys don't seem very nice. No. These, these Sunshine guys. They, they, no, they do they, not. They do not seem very nice at all. Um, so, moving on to the second half of that chapter is our good friend, Ship Captain. Ship captain, bail dome in his back, baby. Let's go. He's basically like, oh, there's a ship following us. Go into the shallows. And so the ship realizes that he's trying to get away and literally explodes the ocean on all three sides. That's pretty cool. And is like, nah. And (laughs) bail dome is like, god damn it. All right, stop the boat. (laughs) I wish this had been the post credit scene of season one. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this makes so much the, the we didn't visual get ship of this. Captain, though, well, I, I, no, no, not 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 Bale Dolman's ship. Yeah, I yeah. wish that it had been the Sanchez ship doing this to a a ship. To be like, yeah. oh my god, like these women are so powerful in the power. Because this scene just makes more sense tactically than the tidal wave did. Yes. I still don't get what the title. I don't understand the purpose of the tidal wave. Like it's. Yeah, especially because we know that the Sunshine are collecting women who have the potential ability to channel, right? Like that's their goal. They are going around to each village and, and collecting the women. Like that's, that's yeah. what the point of them is. And so having that as a post credit scene makes no sense. Because any villages that were along the shore are totally, like, completely annihilated. Well, but there also weren't any villages. Like, the tidal wave to me was, it was such a letdown at the end of the season to me. Because yeah. it made, it, 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 I thought it was going to be, like, the first scene of this book. And yeah. now that I've read this book, I'm like, why, why did they do, like, I just genuinely cannot put together a reason why the tidal wave makes sense. Yeah. Although it's, I, it, it's just like they were like, what if what if they just create this giant tidal wave? And yeah. it's like it's almost like a thought you would have high at three o'clock in the morning. Whereas if they had shown like, oh, there's a ship being chased by this fleet of ships, mm-hmm. and then suddenly the ocean erupts around that ship. Yeah, and they have to and stop the ships and... circle, and then it pulls in on the women. You would have been like, oh, I get what they're doing. They're like actually doing something. Yeah. This is a tactic. This is their. This is the way of capturing people. Yeah, it just it just seems like a very like I agree. This would have been a much cooler scene, and and it would have actually given you a way to it. Like it honestly could have been Bale Doman, and that's how we're introduced to him, and he becomes a character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think yeah. that would actually have been very. If cool. that's how they introduce Bale Doman, I'd be into it, right? Because right. we're not going to introduce Bale Doman through. Honestly, I would have been more excited about that, right? Like yeah. have have Bale Doman and like. Have and think about it this way, right? Have the final scene of this. Bale Doman's ship is boarded by the Sanchen. Yeah. After this magical moment, we have just seen Moiraine um, talk about how the Quendalar is cracked and nothing can crack Quendalar. And, and the final scene it. of the show is Bale Doman and there's the Sanchen go into his quarters and on his desk is a piece of Quendalar. Yeah. This thing that Moiraine had just said, like this whole sequence mm-hmm. could have been the end of season one in a way that would have introduced the Sanchen, set us up for the next season and like done all of these story things things yeah where we are introduced to characters and and the quendalar would have tied it into moiraine yeah instead we the, the final that final scene is so unconnected to the 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 rest of the show yeah that it is an it's odd... just it's it, and even here we don't even meet the suction until 500 pages into this book yeah and so like when i haven't watched the show i was like when do we meet the tidal wave people like yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know and i have to say though i think that their design was really cool Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy the, the design. You know, I think the design is, like, yeah, yeah. solid. But, yeah, that's The ball gag people. <laughs> that's what I called them for, like, until I knew their name were the Sanchez. In my head, they were the ball gag people. Yeah, because we, yeah, they were the... And now they have leashes. They were the BDSM. I understand group. why they're not doing leashes. Yeah. I think that I think that watching women be led around on leashes for hours of television would be really uncomfy. Y- yeah. Whereas I ball mean... gags, kind of kinky. You know, like, it's hot. Can be fun. No, I, I agree. I think that I think they made some really cool design choices with them, but mm-hmm. yeah, the the scene was yeah very strange. Um, so um, you're not allowed to say I said I. The Sanchin will mm-hmm. will because of the descendants of Arder Hawkwing, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah it makes yes, sense. Yes, yes. Um, and it's interesting. The like magic users the that they have chained up seem to have some kind of like keeper, like mm-hmm. who has a specific garb and is I guess trained to handle like it's they yeah. literally mm-hmm. have like a handler 
Um, so uh, that was that was interesting. Um, and then yeah, we 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 bailed Omen. They uh, they Ship sailed captain. they sailed to the very tip of Tommen's head. They're like right at the edge there. And uh, just the tip. Just the tip. They get into the city and um, we're introduced to the High Lord. High Lord. High Lord. Well, first we're introduced to the city and what's, you know, this. Oh, true. I, I, I appreciated that they did this through Bale Doman's point of view because he's been here before. Mm. And so this is one of those fun times where it's like having characters have perspectives on the world and getting to watch them experience the change within the world uh-huh. tells us something about the way the world is changing, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I really love the way they use Bale Doman's perspective on the city to be like, oh, Look at how it's different. Look at the way these people are reacting. Yeah. And also how quickly, you know, it, it's weird to talk about an invasion right now. Just just admittedly, you know, our thoughts and like just our hearts go to all the people of Ukraine. Um, but the, the how quickly people can adapt to the invading force that has so much power over them, right? The, yeah. the people of Falma have really taken on this... Um, well, got to keep living mentality, and they're just kind of going about their day. They've taken their oaths, I guess. They're trying, yeah. They're or they just pretend to do trying it. to survive. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what these oaths mean, really. Mm-hmm. You know, like they 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 don't they, they have no idea what's happening. They're just doing whatever it takes, basically, to um to 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 get through this because. That nobody believes that Archer Hawkwing's descendants are r- real, right? They think that they're all lost at sea somewhere. It's like an old legend myth, right? Yeah, but the but, but the prophecy said they're coming back, and they're back. Yeah, they and they are back. Um, I really one of the other things I really liked about the introduction of Fama is the concept of the like man in the cage who's there to die. Who I'm, was the and then it's just replaced by another person by another random person. They're like, yeah, we're just gonna keep somebody in this cage at all times. So it's like, oh my god, you f- you you forgot about your oaths, and so we're just going to slowly kill one of you at a time. And I was like, this is so dark. It, yeah, it was so dark. And they also have these really fascinating creatures. Yeah, these, like monsters. What? Okay. I thought Trollocs were like, Trollocs and Drakkar. I was like, okay, we've met all of the creatures. We have not. There's going to be so many more creatures in Wheel of Time. Well, and they talked about Grom. The yeah. Sanchen. The Sanchen can go through the portal stones. No, I think that there are Grom wherever their land is. Oh, and things okay. have just like evolved or adapted differently because mm-hmm. of... I, I just figured that because they have the those people, I figured they just had portal stones. And they, they were able to go to other worlds, but... They, it, th- those other worlds are supposed to be different timelines, so it's possible that, like, in that world, the Sanchen have already brought Grom over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I want to, I, I, I hope this show has the budget to make those scaled cat, cat lizards? lizards. I'm so into it. I want one. It's like a, yeah, it's like a lion and a, a lizard had a baby, and I want one. I want one. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have fur, so I wouldn't be allergic to it. That's true. Because it has scales, so yeah. we could have that. Yeah, we could. If it was a cat with scales, we could have it in the house. That would be great. I awesome. would I would love that. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. They're just saying the Sunshine are like the Australians. Mm-hmm. Sailing over. Uh, so yeah, we meet the High Lord, and he is like... Uh, I, 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 they do this thing, and it's kind of a trope, but where, like, the High Lord is a little bit chill, but his, like, right-hand man is not. Is not. No, has just zero chill. Yeah. Like, less than zero chill. Um, it's like, you will speak p- p- properly in front of the captain. And yeah. the High Lord's like, dude, calm down. Like, he doesn't even say fine. anything. He's like, eh, whatever. Like, he's like, eh. But he gets the guy to leave, and he's like, I'm fascinated by you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
Quindalar. And I'm like, how is Bill Dolman going to get out of this? Because we learned mm-hmm. that, you know, he's collecting Quindalar, Quindiar, I don't know how the hell you say it. Um, and he's collecting it, and the only one who has a bigger collection is literally the Empress herself. Um, and so I wonder if that is going to come into play, um, especially, like, several books down the line, because we know that this, like, this... Um, uh, the substance stone, whatever it is, is is rare. Um, it's even rarer over there than it is over here. Um, what do you mean if it'll come into play? Well, there's it's like the seal on the dark ones. Yeah, but that's too. what I mean. Like it's like <laughs> of course it's like, gonna come into play. An entire collection. Um. <laughs> oh, she called me and then called you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Your mom's trying to get. Uh, Eric, thank you for that super chat. Man in the cage is the Watcher's leader. Yeah, but they said when he dies, they're going to replace him with another one, right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter I love, who it wait, is. I love, gonna replace apparently, him. canonically, the Sanchins sound like they're from Texas. So they're just like... Is that... Don't you mention the acid die in front of me. <laughs> no, don't I... you dare bail Doman. No, that doesn't work for oh, me. Oh, you call yourself a ship captain? Well, let me tell you what, bail Doman. I'm going to take your Quindalar. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. Mm. Oh God. I yeah. That is definitely not how I imagined they sounded. But all right, sure, we'll go with it. Matthew McConaughey would be so funny. That would. Be I would really love. Funny. I would love if Matthew McConaughey was like a a, a big Wheel of Time fan. He was like, mm-hmm. I just want to be on the show, and like, do you want to be the High Lord? And he's like, Well, Hell all yeah. right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh God. Um. So uh, the uh, the High Lord um, I think drinks coffee. I think that's what calf is supposed to be. I love, I love, just call it coffee. Every fantasy universe wants to be like calf. Oh, it's jav. Oh, it's like. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. All, they, There's always like a word for it. Just call it coffee. Yeah, I know. It's coffee. It's like a dark substance that the aroma is enjoyable as well. But like, ev- like every weirdos. sci-fi fantasy universe wants to call it calf. And it's like, just, 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 just let it be coffee. It's just coffee. Every other word in the book is English. It is fine if they drink coffee. It is not world breaking that coffee still exists. Or maybe, maybe coffee doesn't exist anymore because we use it all up and because we're dicks like that. And then, you know, the apocalypse happened and, and they didn't know what coffee was. So they called it something because they needed a name for oh, it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's just that it's it's one of those things where, like, you get into these cultures in these books and these movies and it's always like, what is this? Oh, that's a mug. Oh, okay. What is this? That's a cup. What is this? Oh, that's a pancake. What is this? It's calf. And you're like... If everything else has the same name, why is coffee the one thing that just consists of coffee and tobacco? Coffee and tobacco are like the two things that every sci-fi fantasy franchise wants to have like a like a long slightly shortened leaf. name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a shortened name. Long bottom leaf is very long. It's just it's just it, it is always funny. It is always coffee that is shortened to like calf or jab or there's always it's some always weird. Always the drugs. It's always the drugs. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah, you know what? Drugs. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like in the nineties, um, Robert Jordan was like, oh, "God, I don't want this to get banned out of schools," and so I'm going to change the names of things like that so that you know. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the MPAA doesn't come from me, but the MPAA is a movie organization, so. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Anyways, we uh we get to chapter thirty. We're kind of left. That's all we get of ship captain this mm-hmm. chunk. And I, I'm hoping he shows up at the end because he's probably gonna be there. I think that he's how um Rand escapes. Oh, okay, fair. I enough. think that uh I think that shit's gonna go down on Tom and Head, mm-hmm. and I think that Rand and Matt and Perrin are going to escape Tom and Head on his ship, and he's going mm-hmm. to sail them to Tarvalon. Mm, and okay. that's how Matt gets to Tarvalon in the next book. Is um 
that they're being chased. And I think that like literally this book is going to end with them being chased by the Sanchen and Rand is going to have to channel to push the Sanchen back. Okay, interesting. That's my prediction for interesting. the end of the book. Here's the thing. Rand, I mean, Rand's going to have to come up with some fancy stuff to fight the other channelers. Because that's... We, that I don't think he really... does. No, because... No, he seems yeah. pretty powerful. Yeah, I think that the... I think that the... The freedom of not being leashed gives him a power that they don't have. Especially because the He's one... He's also very strong. Like, well, even and... Varen is like, I can't use portal stones. Yeah, the, the one power seems to be very much, a, like, a, a magic system based on, like, will and intent. And I know that we're going... I know that there's, like, weaves that people can learn that allow them to do specific things, but there seems to be a lot of magic use in this world that is based on uh, almost, like, the Green Lanterns, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, if you have enough will, you can make something happen. And... When you take a power like that and you give it to a, a group of people who are leashed, who are literally being controlled in their day-to-day actions, yeah, because they're because they lose will and intent, their ability to be creative with the one power is diminished, and therefore totally. their power is diminished. No matter how powerful you are, if you can't be creative with it, you're gonna lose. I, I think that's one of the really um, in the Harry Potter books when they introduce that Flitwick is this dueling champion. Um, because he's brilliant, yeah. right? And because he he's he's smaller, but he would outthink his opponents. Yeah. And magic is one of those things where, like, if you can outthink uh, something like, um, if you can outthink your opponent with magic, you'll usually win. And so sure. I, I really love the I really love the concept of the leashing because it, they have so much power, mm-hmm. and yet when you put them against someone like Rand, who's going to have the freedom to behave any way that he wants and doesn't need to be told what to do, he will have the advantage in that fight. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, think of that super chat. Think of the super chat. You yeah, can have ale, beer, but never coffee. I miss ale. Yeah, beer, ale, all that's the same, but coffee. Coffee's not the same. I'm not having any alcohol till my birthday, and <laughs> I, I miss whiskey and beer. Aw, I'm sorry. It's okay. I can't relate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, next chapter, we finally get our party reunited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rand goes to the same guy at the gates and is like, Yo, Ingtar, is he here yet? And the guy's like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Goes and then sees literally the inn is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Rushes back the to... The roof. Um, the roof. The roof is on fire. Uh, I won't sing the rest of that song because it gets dirty. Because we never get dirty on this show. No. Um, we don't. I can't say the next part of that song without shouting. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Th- please don't do that. Yeah. Um, I'm so, surprised you don't know that song. Yeah, Rand. Rand runs back and uh, goes into... Go, goes in. They obviously know what happened. Even... Uh, oh, God. The thing that bothers me is that there's a couple times in this chunk where Rand thinks he sees something and it's like, oh, I'm just being nervous. And it's like, no, dude. You saw, you saw, like, he's like, I thought I saw. Yeah, but he's losing, he, he's, he doesn't want to believe that he's losing his mind. So he cannot trust his own eyes right now. Like, and that's, that's the whole, the, the whole story of what it, he's, like, he I is, he's been told by everyone that he's going to lose his mind. He's going to see things that aren't there. And so when he starts to do that, his first instinct is to say, nope, didn't see anything. I, it's just, the, it's just side in. It's just the taint, right? Rent. Come on. Yeah. He literally starts like, he's like. Thinks he sees like dark friends like spying on them. Of course, the inn lights on fire. He has to go back, pull Huron out, and poor uh, Huron. What yeah. a what a G. They lost. What a boss. I Huron man. What a good dude. Huron's doing his best. Um. The yeah. So they lose the horn, mm-hmm. and in the same way, the dagger. The dagger is inside the case. Um. And uh, Padden Fane clearly doesn't know how to open it because that case is heavy mm-hmm. so it'd be yeah. much easier to just take the horn and the dagger and run right but they have to take the full case um he pulls Huron out of the the fire and who shows up 
A boy. A boy Tar. We got Varen. We got Perrin. We got Matt. No, Matt shows up first. Matt is the first one? Oh. Yeah, Matt's like, Rand, it is you. Because <laughs> Ingtar, um, right, right, right. yeah, yeah, because the, the, Matt's like the first one to ride up, and he's just there, and I was like, what? The f- what? And yeah, then yeah, yeah. they're all there, and I was like, okay, I was like, why is Matt like, alone? Why is Matt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did Matt get away? Yeah. I feel bad for Loyal, because his books, he just has to leave them. He's like, books. He's here and can't get himself out, so it's very sad. Well, and there's no printing press in this world, right? So, like, those are written by hand. But he does Tragic. have books, like, in his pockets. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, is... no, no. But those are his, those are his extra books. <laughs> I know. Those are his... I just, I love it. I love Loyal. I, I, he's mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, our party is reunited. Um, they go stay at a different inn. Varen basically is like, ah, I know a place. Um, and they settle in. They get treated very well. And they're, they, they have no, like... It didn't seem like they had, like, I guess it was a private dining room, Mm -hmm. but they still fully openly talk about the horn and dark friends and, like, all of these things. Like, they fully, like, plot. And I was like, in a city where everyone's trying to, like, spy on you to, like, fuck you up, I feel like that's just, I don't know where you would go to talk, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Varen, um, because we know that um, Varen and, uh, we know that, we know that at least Sawan has a weave that allows them to not be heard outside the room they're in, right? Mm. Like, because we see that in the section where uh, my rain and have that conversation. Yeah. So we know that there is a way for the Aes Sedai to protect a room from being um, eavesdropped on. Yeah. Um, and Maybe so... Maybe does that, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, I, I, I wouldn't think too much into it. And, unless no, it, like, it, Unless something explicitly happens later. But the way that everything goes in Kyrian, no one eavesdrops on them, or else something different would have happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was just interesting, because I didn't... I didn't think about that at all. I was just like, oh, they're just freely talking about... All right, cool. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we find out that the um, that dig site that Rand was so pulled to is a Sangreal. Yeah. Um, and that, well, has, that he absorbed the power of, right? It kind of sounds like that's what happened, which is weird. So wh- who's going to absorb the power of the other one? It's either Moraine or Egwene. I don't know. I think it might be Elaine. You think so? Yeah, if they're going to be, like, a duo, Mm. you know what I mean? If they're going to be, and, and like, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who uh, Rand is romantically partnered with, but I would be really interested to see that other Angrial be absorbed, and maybe it's not absorbed, it it just, that's the way it read to me. Yeah, I guess so. It was just interesting. I literally wrote down the quote, because Varen, Varen is straight up talking to Rand at this point in front of everybody else. Yeah. But it's like, what Aes Sedai today would aid a man channeling, right? Yeah. And it's full, like... Because right, Ingtar's there, and Ingtar's like, oh, well, this thing seems very dangerous. Like, it shouldn't be, like, unearthed. Um, and Varen's like, ah, I wouldn't worry about it too much. <laughs> and Varen's like, I'm not worried. I just, it made me say I had to go see the Aiel. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, mm-hmm. Fiedrich, thank you for that super chat. Um, I always think of Sidon, Sidar as AC and DC power. You can do the same things, sure, but not the same way. Oh, well, interesting. And, uh, when we find, yeah. Varen does say that these two have to be used in conjunction with each other. Um, Vidrick, would you say that you've been thunderstruck? Thunderstruck! Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Alright, the podcast listeners are going to yeah. Alright, that's... It's alright! Our mic is peaking so badly. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, 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 it is weird because in that chapter, we kind of had no idea what was going on. Obviously, it was like a powerful object. And it seems that Rand just like... I, I, I don't even know how to... Charge truck! 
Uh, thanks for getting me back to me. At first, I was having trouble keeping up, and now I'm reading other books in between episodes because I can't stop. Love from Van. Yo, what's up, Vancouver? Hey. We were just in your city for one night last we were, week. Yeah, we were there for like seven by hours. Accident. By accident. Um, thank um, you so much for yeah. the chat. That's so kind. Thank you so Holy much shit. for that super duper. We can have dinner tonight. Oh, well, we should... can have dinner tonight. Oh my god. I'm, I'm so kidding. We're fine. We're, we're fine. fine. We're fine. fine. Um, this is free content. Do not ever feel pressure. We we appreciate the super chats. It is incredibly kind, y'all. This community is amazing. But like, please do not ever feel pressure to donate or anything. We we I promise are go- doing all right. <laughs> yeah. um, but we do appreciate Josh, it. Josh, thank much. you. That is um that is really really kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like people um, who like, yeah, you should get like a badge. I know, right? I know. YouTube um, needs to get on that. Although, if you do become a narg of the nerd table, you do get a badge. So I mean, like, if you give a, if you have a super chat like that, you should just automatically get a month. Uh, yeah. Can we, I don't, can we turn that on somehow? I don't. Like super I chats over a certain level get like an automatic month of nargdom. I don't think that there's a feature for that, but we can look into it. Anyway, not important. Um. um yeah. Anyways, become a narg of the nerd table <laughs> if you want a cute badge. Um. So yeah. So they they you know we we get a little bit of info about the that artifact i guess from the age of legends yeah very um cool. yeah and, and then we get and then we get my favorite part of this whole chapter is that they're sitting there and she's like okay well if we wait two days i will uh, I, I will put in some feelers say that i'm interested in invitation and then i'll get one and uh <laughs> and here it's like rand already has one rand's like yeah it's the one thing i saved from the fire yeah yeah uh, which thank goodness i and guess then, Varen takes the, the the invitation from the king and goes, "Oh, Barthanes, that's fantastic." Crumples up the other one and throws it. I just, it. I almost wish that Robert Jordan had been right. And then she exclaimed, "Kobe!" and tossed it into the fire. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Kobe. Yeah, no, it was uh, that moment. I, I thought, I thought for sure that Varen was going. Was not going to just toss the other letter in the fire. Like she does not give a damn, and mm-hmm. I and I thought it was very funny um, because it is very reminiscent of what Rand has been doing, um, which I'm sure is on purpose. Well, and they already know. So at this point, they already know. So the, we, we skipped over the fact that at this point, they already know that Barth, the the horn went through Barthain's uh, manor, right? Because, because Huron, despite the fact that he was injured, Huron is such a boss that he yeah. was like, I have to. Keep working. Mm-hmm. He's like you and I at one o'clock in the morning when we're still editing stuff. Yeah. Um. Except better than both of us. Um. He's like, I You're gotta keep boy. working, and so they uh, they know that it's Barthain, so they're they're accepting this uh, the letter because they're like, we need to figure out where that horn is. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to steal it, and they're like, is it Ocean's Eleven time? <laughs> I think it's Ocean's Eleven it's time. Ocean's Eleven time. <laughs> William Messing, did you know that steak is me? What's up, dude? Hi, steak is me. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> um. And so yeah, they 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 are like, we're gonna Ocean's Eleven this shit. Yeah. Um. We're gonna have like some of us pretend to be rich, some of us pretend to be servants. Mm-hmm. Matt is a little. Matt shit about it and like i i get it but also like matt like don't you want that dagger back like he just is so salty i to be fair he's dying i guess to be, like but he, he says he feels fine yeah i don't know that that's true i think that he's mm-hmm. putting on a brave face i think that i the, the way that it's talked about i think matt is in uh matt internally is in a tougher place than he admits that's fair um i the the the, the difficulty that he's going through is is unimaginable and I think that yeah. one of the things I really, you know, I, I ever since the beginning of book one, y'all know, I think Robert Jordan's writing is incredible. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that he's done really well in this section in terms of description is the way that he describes Matt 
and the way that he describes how other people view Matt versus like the relationship Matt seems to have with himself Mm -hmm. is really fascinating and like he just uses language that I would have never expected in so many of these cases. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, it's really beautiful. It, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really struck um, consistently by j- just the way that he describes the saddest things, but still makes them seem so real and almost hopeful. is is so nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's really well done, and and there's a, a, I think we all like really sympathize with Matt, even though Matt's a little shit. Like, yeah. a, like a lot of the time, there's a lot of sympathy there for him, and um, and I. But he's just a prankster. Here's the thing: like, yeah. show Matt is a very different character, obviously, because he's a thief. And I'm so, I, I, guys, I read the original script for Wheel of Time that leaked this past week, and I don't like parts of it. But the thing I don't like most about it is the sex scene between Matt and uh, Denya, the girl that he like sleeps with to rob. Is it's really uncomfortable, and it's it's very much it doesn't feel like something that um, comes from Matt in the books. Yeah. Um. And so Matt Matt in the books is very different. He's he's not he's not a bad person in any way. He's just a bored kid in from you know a small town who's a little bit of a prankster, right? Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. think that um, being a prankster doesn't make you a bad person inherently in any yeah. way. And I I don't know. I just wish I, I wish we could have I wish we could have had more of the light. That is the book Matt in the show. I, I do miss that. Yeah. Old Bones, thank you for the super Old chat. Bones, Matt's heroin addiction is only slightly comforted by the methadone Moraine well, gave him. But here's Seriously. The thing. That is the most apt description of what he looks like right now is a former heroin addict on methadone. Yeah. And if you've never seen that, go to the 38th Street McDonald's on 7th Avenue in New York City oh if you want to see someone recovering on methadone. Well, and here's the thing. Like, um... We know that the magics that have been worked on Matt are not working as well as originally anticipated. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt, we we find out that, like, Matt only has a few weeks. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. really, really scary. And and honestly, all things considered, I think Matt, like, handles it fairly well. You know, yeah, like, yeah. he's not he's not giving up and he's he's still able to keep a certain amount of lightheartedness, even, mm-hmm. though, even though... He's still smiling, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. So yes. It reminds me of that, um, he reminds me of that Elton John song, uh, that's like, I'm still standing taller than I ever did. Yeah, yeah. Walking like a true survivor. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so, Ocean's Eleven time. Ocean's they Eleven. They dress up for the party. Go to the party. And, uh, they, they're literally like, oh, we're invited tomorrow night. How convenient. Um, or, uh, there were five different dates. That was, <laughs> there are five different dates in here that you, like, could have chosen. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's also, um... Uh, in the the letter, uh, Varen is like, "What project were you interested in, uh, uh, Barthains or whatever?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about, but I think it's meant to be the dig site." No, it is. That yeah, the yeah, king yeah, is yeah. is unearthing. Yeah. So uh, that part, like, because Barthains thinks that Rand is working for the king when he's there, or is, is yeah. in line with the king when he's there. Samantha, yeah. hey, thank you so much for that super Samantha, chat. Thank you. Um, yes, we lost all our light, mischievous characters when Matt and Min got grimdarked on the show. I agree with that. Yeah. I read that pilot and I was like, oh, Amazon went to Rafe. It wasn't the other way around. I don't think Rafe was like, this is my version of Wheel of Time, right? I think that Amazon went to Rafe and was like, hi, we own Wheel of Time. You've read Wheel of Time. Can you make Wheel of Time Game of Thrones? And that's yeah. what that whole pilot reads like. It, 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 it very much feels like someone was asked to do something. And I don't blame Rafe for that, right? Like these companies, yeah. when they commission you to do something, you do your best job at what they ask. And yeah, because they're, they're going to have full, like, you know, they, they can veto whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I, I do I do feel like it is very much a, um, that, that pilot reads like someone was told to 
was told to make a Game of Thrones. Thrones. And that's yeah. just, that's how it goes. Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we get to the party. Um, uh, yeah, basically, Kieran and Matt go off to try and find where the hell the, the, the dark friends went and took the horn. And um, so we get a lot of fun scenes uh, with this, the whole Dace Damar thing again, which uh, it's not subtle now. Literally, like, mm. Matt, or not Matt, uh, Rand... Uh, talks to Barthains. Barthains like full corners him. <laughs> Barthain, the Barthains conversation was really well done. Oh, that that was the best well, ASMR of the whole thing. And the, it's the the later one, and, and you know, and then he mm-hmm. dies, right? Because he well, yeah, like, yeah. but he like he he I don't know. He kind he kind of gives no fucks at the but end. Barthain, there. But Barthains conversation is at least subtle in what he's trying to get out of Rand. And the like first one, the the you the understand, yeah. But in the second one, he thinks that Rand isn't on Galdrian's side. The first one where he's trying to suss out where Rand stands. I love that he's it, like... It's really... It's, it's well written. Yeah. It's nice. I love that he's like, oh, I didn't realize you knew how to play the game so well. And Rand's like, what? Well, and but that's the thing. Like, in the game of politics, if you don't know how to do politics, you're going to be great at it. Oh, yeah. You you look like a master. Because there there's tropes in political speech, right? Uh, I like, like Klein, Thank you for that. Uh, you storming dingus, I'm not playing the game of houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the word dingus. Bethany, thank you so much for that super chat. thank you for the super chat. In euros. Um, I have another flicker before I go walk my dog. <laughs> looking forward to catch the VOD later. Thank you. Later, Bethany. Um, and so uh, I, I love that, so he has this conversation with Barthains where Barthains seems satisfied that he's not Galdrian's man through and through, you know? Uh, and then he runs into all every lady. Every woman in the party is My like, husband oh, isn't present. Would you like husband. to come? Would yeah. you like to come? Come play the flute. Come play the flute. Teach me how to I was like, what is Maybe going if you play on? you play the, the gold flute, I'll play the skin flute. <laughs> wow, wow. That's I, what it is. They're all like my husband's out of town. And I love that the third lady walks up and she's like, don't sleep with them. Sleep with me. I don't have a husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. Husbands make things so much more complicated. They do. It's true. They do. Do you know it's how many? I, I, God, I have so many problems with husbands. <laughs> and like, yes, did I sleep with your wife? Yeah. But like, I, I, I was told that you knew it was going to happen. So like, I don't know why you're mad at me. Yeah. Just... You're the one who's in London not satisfying her needs, dude. Husbands. <laughs> No, but it was just very funny, like, how they literally, like, swarmed him and are wearing these, like, massive skirts that, like, cornered yeah. him into a wall. And he's like, oh, God. Oh, God. Like. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was very funny. And then the other women, like, And he's like, I wish Perrin were here. He would know. I'm like, you, you. Perrin The three of you know. need to s- t- sit down and talk about how you're all incompetent with women and stop this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, my other favorite part was how they were literally calling each out in front of, calling each other out in front of Rand, like, ugh, well, but this is not subtle. And this like, is where, this is where I was like, these people suck at playing this game. Yeah. And this is, this was the confusing conversation where I was like, I guess yeah. like maybe there's less consequences for women in this town, but like, it just seems like they were being so open and, abr- and, and like abrasive about it oh yeah but i was like what are you don't don't you know that someone your husband might kill you for this like and and that's where destamar lost some of the luster for me was well, in this it was funny but it was funny at the cost of my um believing in the power of destamar see i thought that it was um in the union of marriage in this world mm-hmm. um the husbands are in on it they're like oh yeah we need to figure out about this rand guy go try and sleep with him to see mm-hmm. if you can get any information that then we can leverage to use elsewhere i figured the husbands were in on it at least part of the time right maybe but you wouldn't do that as pu- this publicly right because it would be it would be a shame on your marriage but and if whatnot everybody's like it's doing it 
Like, literally, if everyone's doing it, it's... Whatever. Yeah, and maybe everyone in that party is somewhat on the same side, because they're all Barthane's team and not Galdrian's. It just... Um, it, yeah. it just read as so obvious that there would have been consequences for their actions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, in my experience, end. in my experience also, if you are at a party and a woman walks up to you in a hoop skirt and, like, tries to take you home, don't. <laughs> and here's why. They're so hard to get off. <laughs> There's so much structure. You're going to spend half of your night just trying to figure out how to get the damn thing off of them. Mm-hmm. Find the girl who's in the, like, slinky, like body con dress because that's just a whoop and you're good to go yeah that that little black dress that's that's dating advice from nerdy nightly wow beautiful advice yeah. um don't don't go home with any woman whose clothing looks too complicated it's not <laughs> worth it yeah too many straps too many straps <laughs> too many straps and sucks i love strappy things yeah um, i know but we're married like it's now true. it's fine you'll take the time but like our first date would have been a nightmare um yeah, so um, Rand is literally like, Tom, help me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. runs over to Tom. And Tom is just like, please. Like, <laughs> like, I cannot please. Like, he's just, he's not having it. But he's also like, what is going on right now? Um, and then Huron shows up and is like, oh, Matt, twisted his knee. Um, and so. Away from anyone's ability to see him. Yeah, and so Rand is like, ah, the fool. Well, I guess I should make sure. He can still work. Uh, Old Bones, thank you for that super chat. He asks, is the dress or the woman hard to get off? Both. The, mm-hmm. <laughs> depends on if you know what you're doing, so. No. I think that falls on it you. Depends on, it depends on the day. I know, I know. I'm teasing. It depends on their mood, honestly. <laughs> and I say that with all love and kindness, but like. We are, we're temperamental creatures. I don't know what to tell you. Everyone's going to hate me after today. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh god! So yeah, um, so they so they go outside and oh my god, they found the way gate. Uh-huh. Or Huron's like sniffing at a wall. And yeah. I got a little confused as to what was going on here because they're in a garden and yeah. then there was a wall and then Loyal lifted Rand over the wall. Yeah, because there's no roof. It's literally just a, a like a wall. Sure. And so they they find the way gate, and then they open the way gate and Machin Chin is able to come out a little bit. It's trying to get out. Yeah. It's, like, bulging. Like, the yeah. door... Like, the, it's like... the thing is, though, that, like... Yeah. I, I think that this is one of those instances of we've only had it explained... We've only experienced this thing once. And for yeah. it to already be different is weird to me. Because the ways mm. are hard... Like, because we have we understand the ways to work one way. Yeah. And so the way... The way the fact that the ways are immediately broken, I was like, oh, okay. Like, wow, that was really fast for this thing to not be viable anymore. Yeah. Um, And for Machin Shin to be able to, like push on the door yeah it i just didn't understand what was going on it, it's it's tough because yeah we have only experienced the ways the ways once mm-hmm. and so it, it it does make it like a little off-putting because you're like okay well wait but then how does this work because we don't know yeah. like, if, if not... machin shin is of the ways can machin shin make the ways bigger is that is, is machin shin making the ways bigger or is machin shin actually breaking the ways or did pat and fame break the ways I don't know, and that's the thing is 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 Machin Shin working for Fane? Like I don't. I just hope it's important later. I hope yeah, that this. Yeah, I agree. I hope it isn't just trying to write out the ways and be like, and now we're done with the ways for the rest of the series. I hope that this comes back and is like an important, relevant thing at some point later in the books. Yeah. Because it kind of reads like it could be either. It could be like a like Robert Jordan didn't like the way the ways worked in the first book, and so he's just like writing it off and being like, all right, we we're not going to talk about the ways anymore because Machin Shin's broken. It doesn't work. 
uh, or this is going to be very important later. It's going to be really cool, like, what's going on there. Yeah. And I hope it's the second one. I agree. But right now, I don't really know. No, 100%. I no. agree. Um, there was a moment that I wanted to, like, oh, here it is. Here it is. When Ren goes over to Tom, and Tom is like, Brienne alone would give you an education such as every man should have at least once in his life. And I was like, did Tom... Probably. Like, they... Okay. He's a Gleeman, um, of course. Yeah, but he's also with Dina. I, I don't know. I was wondering now, but he's, like... he's an older man. He's been around the block. I was like, I wonder what these lessons are. Sex. Wow. Oh, what, what I didn't get think? that. He's a, he, he, Rand is a virgin. No, I know, but I just mean like, I don't know. There's, got, I just, there's something She's not going to like give classes. She's just going to like screw him really I good. know. I, I know that. I just, I don't. God, you're so innocent. I was making a joke. I know, and I was um, giving you shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they're like, they, Loyal literally saves them. Again. Saves Rand. Yeah. Puts the stone back in. Loyal's doing a lot of saving this ch- chunk. Oh, Loyal's on it. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then before they leave, Barthane's- Tom top Rand all she knows, probably. Probably. Um, before they before they leave, Barthane's is like, oh, by the way. By the way. I'm a dark friend. <laughs> like- yeah. Like and Rand is so chill, but he's like, oh, "Okay, thanks for the information, bye, dude." Yeah, I was like, uh, like what? Oh, 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 okay, all right." And then he dies. Yeah, then he gets. For, I, do you think that he died killed. for telling Rand? Yes. I don't. No. No. Here's the thing. Okay, so this is what's interesting about this. The Dark One, I think, needs Rand to go to Tom and Head. So I actually think Barthane's telling Rand about the whole Dark One thing is. Um, Within the Dark One's plan. I think Galdrian killed Barthanes because Rand went to his house. I think that was Galdrian, not the Dark One. You think Although yeah. Galdrian could be a dark friend, but... I don't I, know. I feel like I feel like the Dark One was very happy that Barthanes told Rand that. Because the Dark One needs Rand to go to Tommenhead. Does he, though? Yeah, because, because Tommenhead has nothing to do with the Dark One. It's about it's where Rand. No, it's where Rand is supposed to announce himself as the Dragon Reborn. Oh. And the Dark One can't be released from his prison... Until the prophecy of the dragon reborn announcing himself in front of the Watcher of the Waves happens. This right. is the weird thing about this book is that it's not one prophecy, right? There's this like thread of prophecies we're learning about, and they all lead into each other. And so we know that the Dark One wants to get out, but in order for the Dark One to get out, the seals have to be broken. But before the prophecy of the seals being broken happens, we have to the dragon reborn has to announce himself before the Watchers on the Waves. And so the Dark One, I think, knows about all the prophecies going back. And so the Dark One wants Rand to go to Tom and Head to announce himself so that the seals can be broken so that he can get out. Yeah. Like, Dark One's playing long game here, and I don't think killing Barthanes helps him. I guess, but Barthanes was literally, like, ripped to pieces, right? And his head was put on a spike in front of the fireplace or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you think Galdrain ordered that? That doesn't seem very, like... I think that if you were trying to, like, make it seem like Dark Friends did it or, like, Trollocs did it, yeah, you would have it, you would, like, make it, like, more aggressive. I think that, like, if you were trying to play Deus Tamar, you don't want it to look like he died playing Deus Tamar. Does that make sense? I guess. Huh. I, yeah, I don't know. Because does Galdrain know that there are Dark Friends and Trollocs around? Like I have no idea we haven't met Galdrain. I guess, yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I guess you're we right. We don't spend time with him in this book. Yeah. All right, next <clears> chapter. <throat> um, Hurin starts talking to Rand normally again, because he's like, you know what? Those They're like, they, they seem like they got it all together, but man, they're a mess. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not the way. Um, 
<laughs> William, I haven't read these books for five streams. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you, Steak. Sorry we're spoiling it. Wheel of Time for you. Yeah, Steak is me just wants to hang out. That's fair. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Could it have been Celine, Philip asks. Celine could have done it. I don't know why she would, but she could have. Could have, yeah. Is she going to be in Tom and Head? Do you think Celine's there when they get there? Yeah, I think Celine has to show up. The, yeah. Like, But here's the thing. Like, I don't think Celine can show up when Varen's around, so I don't know how that's going to, like. I think Celine beats them there. Oh, and Celine's okay. been. I think Celine's been sitting there waiting for them. I, I, I because mm. we'll get to it. But they travel through time, and they, it's like months later. I think Celine took the normal portal stone path and got there like way ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. The the fact that everyone can move through time differently is going to make this franchise. There's going to be points in this franchise where I'm pulling out my hair trying to figure out how people got places, and it's always going to be oh well. There's magic portal stones that can travel through time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I wrote, um, that, uh, Fane left a message, meet me at Tumminhead or I'll fuck you up. That's <laughs> what I wrote down. He basically, like, threatens everyone in Rand's life. So Rand is yeah. like, well. Well, and Tumminhead is close go. to Emmons Field, right? So. Yep. And, uh, and Matt only has a few weeks. So yeah. Rand is like, I'm going. It does, like, it doesn't matter, but and then I'm going. they're like, we have to go somewhere to get, move faster. Where's there a way gate nearby? Oh my God. Well. Oh, gear time! Before we get there, not oh gear time. I take it back. It's Tom's chapter. Tom, Tom Marilyn yeah, goes we, home. We have already kind of talked about this, yeah, so I don't know if there's much to add on. But yeah, comes home and Dina's. And he's like, he's like, cut. you know what? Dina's gonna perform for the first time tonight. I'm gonna oh let my her. God, I know, and I was like, ah, oh, it hurt. It hurt so bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then they make it sound like seem like it's like Barthane's people who there murdered it, and then, and then. Zena, I think, it, yeah. who is is like, oh no, he the famously, warrior princess, or, or no, it's is it Zena or is it Zira? I can't remember. Zena, I think it's Zena. I, I I read it as Zena, but I'm dyslexic, I so don't trust me. I can't remember. Um, anyways, uh, she's like, oh no, this guy famously works for the king. Mm-hmm. Um, awkward, and then I mean, basically, Tom leaves with determination. I don't know where he's going though. Me neither. I I legitimately because he doesn't like, know about Tom and Head. D- nobody knows the prophecies, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know that but, Rand is the dragon. But the born. the Tom and Head prophecy is the the one from the two I said I that my reign hears. So I don't know that Tom knows that one, right? Hmm. Like Tom doesn't know about Tom and Head. So and and also doesn't have a way to get there. So I don't know where Tom is going. I don't know where Tom is going either. Um, I have a feeling he won't be in the rest of the book. In the rest of the book, okay. Yeah, I have a feeling, or unless he shows up at Tarvalon, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's around for much. Oh, it is Zira. Okay, I thought it, I, I was like, is it Zira? I definitely read Zena. I I kept flipping between the two, and then I was like, no, it's Zira because the Lion King two. It's she's right, like the right, yeah, evil yeah. lion. Um, that's the one with the genie in it, right? You ain't never had a friend like me. No, Lion King two. No. Um. No. So they. Uh, so yeah, Tom. Poor Tom. Like you know. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. But yeah, I he, have he does no kill those two guys though. He, Even with his lip, Tom is still like straight whoosh, up murders whoosh, whoosh, those guys. He's got knife. He reminds I don't know if you guys play um uh Valorant, but there's a character in Valorant whose ultimate ability, she has these five knives and she goes whoosh, 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 whoosh. and I was like, "Oh my god, Tom is like that. He's just like throwing knives." Yeah. He, he presses X, throws on his ultimate and just starts throwing knives at people. Yeah, I feel so bad for him, but yeah. I don't I don't know Very where sad. he's going. So, I guess we'll come back to Tom. He's clearly a very important part of the weave, so yeah. We'll um, get there, I guess. So... Yeah, so Barthanes is dead, mm-hmm. Dina's dead, Tom is going somewhere, and Galdrian is responsible. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 So they leave. There's like gonna go murder the, the start of riots in the streets. Know. People are like, oh, crap. Uh, so they like run and they're like, we're going to go to uh, the Steading Tofu. Where they do not eat meat. Um, first, Fane. Oh, is that chapter first? Lord. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, what first. happens in that chapter? Uh, well, um, Fane gets a Tommen head and is like, um, hey, I have a gift. Have a gift for the High Lord. And Fane is very smart. He's been like observing the people mm-hmm. yeah. and he's like heard the oaths. Like he did his research, you know, but he, he did, he, he studied before he decided to act. And I was like, ah, this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he takes the, the chest to the High Lord. He's like, I have a gift for you. And uh, I will be able to open it at some point. And the High Lord just opens it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And Fane is, like, mad. He's like, god damn it. Um, Because the dagger is, like, right there. And he's like, he, like, can't yeah. resist, like, grabbing at it. And he eventually does. And the, like, the braided blonde guy is like, no. <laughs> I might give it to you, though. Yeah, because he's like, I don't really have an interest in the dagger. But the horn. He touches it, though. He does touch the dagger. What's weird is the guy picks up the dagger. He does touch it. Which, that has to mean something. I mean, I guess Rand touched it briefly, though, and it didn't affect him. Yeah, but I... um, You know what I mean? Like, But if the guy... Matt held it for weeks before anyone noticed. So it might not be an... It might not be a, like, one-time thing, right? I think the show treats it like it's a one-time thing. But the the book, like, Matt, Matt held that dagger for months. And also that dagger's taint is already in two people. Like, who knows if it can still keep tainting people? Well, but I wonder. I wonder if like if the High Lord will literally like succumb to Fane's will. Like, his Fane oh, of course. seems yeah, yeah, yeah. like the dagger master, right? <laughs> I, I I don't know, right? And I think the dagger is the master of him, not the other way around. Sure, sure. He is like the embodiment of the dagger in a sense. Um, but yeah, I feel like this High Lord is gonna like him and Fane are end up gonna are gonna end up like working together almost. Um, I don't know. I don't know that. I think that I don't know they're gonna last long enough. I think Rand is gonna come through and some shit's gonna go down by the end of this book. I don't know that the High Lord is gonna be a character long enough. I don't to... think Rand wins though. I n- no, but I don't think that like. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I just feel like they're they've only introduced the High Lord. I feel like the High Lord might die by the end of this. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, by that. the end of this book. I, they just, they need something to happen, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Fane, Fane is like, oh, there's an empress. Great. I'm going to try to get in with her. Yeah, yeah. You know, makes sense. And the, I love that the High Lord is like, this is how you get treated. Uh, are you still, are you sure so, still you're so, are you sure you're still so eager <laughs> yeah. to, go, to go? And Fane is like, mm, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Well, and I think that Fane, you know, Fane is somewhat possessed by Mordeth. Oh, um, and for I think sure. that Fane knows that, like, his very—I think he is somewhat aware of the fact that his presence has a tainting effect on the people around him. Yeah, yeah, um, he has to have some kind of awareness. Yeah, and so yeah. I think that he knows that if he can just get into that inner circle, he's literally Grima Wormtongue. Yeah, 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 and he wants to like he wants to turn um, the Sanchin's land into the new Rohan, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he also tells uh, the High Lord that there's a dark friend following him called Rand Althor. Yeah. Um, so that's going to get spicy. So I guess they must have the dark one over the seas because that means something to the High Lord. Yeah. I, like I, the High I, Lord has a relationship with that concept. So I, I think that there, there must be something like that where he's from. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I agree with that. 
And then we finally get uh, to Loyal and the Steading. The Steading. We get. To I the... know it's Sofu. I said Tofu because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Chat, calm down. Oh god. Um. Yeah, we get to a Steading, and we don't get to stay here very long, so we don't get to see very much. No, but like Aerith is like super into Loyal, and Loyal's super into Aerith, and apparently, like, it's like lo- wow, that's, she's pretty. That's how gears do it. They just see each other, and they're like that one. They literally. No, no, the, they see each other, and their moms are like, "All right, that one." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny because Matt is like, Matt is like, "Oh, that's not how we do it." And yeah, uh, good luck for a woman trying to stop a man from what he wants to do. And Rand is like, eh. "Have you ever seen your dad do anything your mom didn't want?" Well, but I like that Rand's first thing is like, "Wait a second. He's like, "Wait a second. Egwene's friends mom. don't let me dance with people Egwene doesn't like." God damn it. No, 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 no. It's the people that Egwene doesn't like will dance with him, but anyone who's friends with Egwene gives him the space because they know that it's... No, no, no. That's... No, it says that the people who dance with me at the parties are all Egwene's friends and the people who... uh, And the people who Egwene doesn't like don't dance with me because they're... He's dancing... He can only dance with the girls that Egwene feels safe with him dancing with. I thought it was... It's literally like... No, it's... Egwene's friends are like a buffer... So that Brand won't dance with anyone who has intentions on him. I thought it was that the girls that are friends with Egwene... No, because that would piss Egwene off. Egwene does not want that. Egwene is controlling who he's dancing with. No. That's what it says in the book. Yeah. It's literally like, I, I wait, I was only, I only ever danced with Egwene's friends. Um, I'm not making this up. That is 100% what is Egwene began following when they were little. Um, later, some girls would dance with him on feast days and some would not. And those were always Egwene's friends. While those who would, while those who would not were girls Egwene did not. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I read it back. I know I'm right. <laughs> I, and chat says I'm right. I thought I was right. <laughs> I mean. I know, but I, I just, I have. The other one would numbers. also make sense, right? If mm-hmm. it's the girls that, like, if, if, a, if a girl doesn't like Egwene and she knows that Egwene likes Rand, she would try to dance with him. You know what I mean? Like that is very. It seems very but high school. That's shit. not the point of what's being said here. The point is that the, what what is being said in this moment is that Rand is thinking back on his life yeah. and realizing that the women in his life were controlling him. Not that the women were playing games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's yeah, realized, yeah. and and so if it was the other way around, it would not be what he would be disagreeing with Loyal. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. agreeing with Loyal because what he is seeing is that the women in his life have been just as controlling as the Ogier women are. He, they're just a little bit less obvious about it. Yeah, yeah. And so Egwene will not let him uh, let him dance with women she doesn't like. Yeah. But he never realized until this moment. Yeah, he. It, it's yeah. important that it goes that way, or else it doesn't work thematically with what's being said. Right. In the piece. Yeah, because Matt is like the men do the choosing, yeah. and the Rand is like, nah, I think we do it the same way. <laughs> and Matt's like, oh, yeah. oh, like, um, but uh, we also get to meet more Aiel. Yeah. In this chapter. There's just three I.O. there trying they to get some shit. Straight up try and murder the guys that are there. Yeah, which... Was weird. Was weird. Was weird. Because we, we understand that, like, there's no fighting in the steading. And yeah. everyone just, like, forgets like, pact, that. The pact. Yeah. And then they say it enough times that the I.E.L. are like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was yeah. very odd. And I don't know why the I.E.L. were trying to kill these guys. I didn't like it as a first introduction to Maidens of the Spear. Because it... They came across as, like, rash. Em- emotional to the point of... Very rash. Like, losing their sense. I, I I wouldn't have minded this 
as like a second interaction or something later on. But as an introduction to these characters who are supposed to be so controlled that they're like the best of the best because they are trained from birth. They're like ready. They're like, you know, they're like SEAL Team 6 of the IEL, right? Mm -hmm. We introduce them and they are... They just immediately don't have that sense about them. And I was like, oh, the maidens of the spear are kind of, they're easy to manipulate because they're, 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 they well, don't yeah. have the best mindset. Because that other Aiel who like showed himself to Ingtar and the troop, there were clearly other Aiel mm-hmm. hiding there. And yeah, they could have fought them, but they, they didn't. And so them being there and immediately going to just like murder the people that walked up to them. Yeah. Um, I don't was, mind them be murdering the people who walked up to them. The, outside of the steading. I just think that right. within the steading, the fact that the Aiel were aggressors, I think that... I, I found it odd that they were aggressors. I think that Inktar should have been the aggressor. And then it would have made more sense to me. But the Aiel showing aggression first to me is what I was like, you're in the steading, you know better. Like, yeah, you, yeah. The, the Aiel are... And we've been told so many times that the Aiel know better. Yeah. So why didn't they? Yeah. Like, and then I never really understood why they didn't. And then it, it just kind of ends. I was like, oh, okay, I guess that was, that happened. Yeah, like, like, um, the, the, it seems like to the Aiel that, like, there is, there are certain things that are just very, very important to them, including, mm-hmm. like, honor and, like, respecting, and, and, like, there's a, there's a lot of respect there. And it, yeah, it just seemed very off-putting. But they threw away their respect for the Ogier in that moment. Yeah. It and was, that was what threw me off. I was like, oh, you... It was just very odd. It and was very disrespectful to the Ogier. And it as as our first introduction to Maidens of the Spear, I was just kind of like, okay. Or maybe they're all like that. Maybe they are all, like, ready to fight at a moment's notice and, like, like don't have that same respect. I, I don't know. Just they don't feels think? Like, like, I don't know. It, it was just, like, strange. The, it just feels like their culture to me was told that it was all about respect and honor and that they did not have a problem with the Ogier. And that it was just, it, it, it wasn't my favorite part of this chunk of the chapters. I wish that we had understood the Maidens of the Spear a little bit before this. Yeah. Because this just kind of felt, I was like, if I was the Ogier, I would be, I would kick him out. I'd be like, Oh leave. yeah, I'd be like, leave. Like, what, what are, are you, you doing? doing? And the, the fact that like multiple people have to be like, the pact. Um, yeah. Was a little bit. Um, Sir Blaze says maidens are more aggressive since they feel they have more to prove. I understand the concept of that. Why? No, why it would It still they makes have... your characters seem less intelligent. No, why would they have more to prove? They live in a society where... We live in a society. No, no, no. They live in a society where, like, maidens of the spear are, like, respected. And, like, there are places that the mm-hmm. men cannot go and only certain women are chosen to go. Like, I don't yeah, think yeah. that they do have more to prove. I think that they just were, like, hasty. And I... I I don't know. It, it was it was strange, right? Like they fully like the the one person was like Shane Irons, and they put their veils up and were literally about to straight up murder mm-hmm. them until like four different people were like the pact. Yeah, and, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was it was it was odd. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. And then they disappear. Yeah. They get the wood that they needed, and they. And that's we it. get the information that the Aiel have their own kind of Aes Sedai here. So, like, it's an important scene in terms of audience information. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was fine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it, it just based on what we had learned about the Aiel so far, it just seemed very strange. Um, it, just so. the Aiel's relationship. I understand the Aiel's relationship to the Shinarans. Yeah. And I think that if this encounter had happened anywhere else, I would have bought it 100%. Yeah. It was just so the much middle. the disrespect for the Ogiers that they bothered in, me. Yeah, they were in yeah. the middle of the steading. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a weird encounter. Um, 
But uh, yeah, then we then we go see the elders. Yeah. Um, who we find out is um. Who are literally <laughs> the hierarchy of the elders is literally age, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Yeah. She's like, um, I'm the lead elder. I'm the oldest Okier. I was like, oh, okay, like that's yeah. Well, and I'm pretty sure Aerith um is the great granddaughter of the main. If I wrote, if I recall the names correctly, she says yeah. she's. Uh, is that what you wrote in your notes? Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna um, say yeah. Yeah, Al- Alar. I, I think, I'm assuming that's Alar. I don't know. Um, uh, Philip uh, asked, what do you make of their reactions to Rand? Oh, well, I mean, they obviously think that he's, he, he's a Aiel who's wearing a sword. And to them, that's like a big no-no, right? Because Aiel don't use swords. Yeah, I don't know. They're like, she's wearing a sword. Mm. Yeah, I think like, that, I think that they think he's Aiel immediately. But then I think they immediately like, oh, maybe he's not. Well, yeah, because they kind of he doesn't interact. Leave. He doesn't have any Aielness about him, right? Yeah, but also like they're looking for someone who's supposed to be like one of them. Maybe they follow. No, there's no way because then they go through the, the they go through the portal stones. But I was like, it's the Aiel woman women. If they're there looking for someone uh, uh, regarding this prophecy, I mean, Rand sticks out like a sore thumb. You'd think yeah. that they maybe would. They don't see the mark on his hand, though, so they don't know yet. No, They'll find but, out in book three. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, but uh, yeah, Alar is, uh, She she's like, ah, yes, I see you have one of our own from studying Cheng, Cheng Tai? Cheng? Is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Cheng Tai. I was like, I, uh, um. Which I'm assuming is like in our world where Shanghai is. That it's like a. I guess. Um, yeah, so she's like, uh. Well, if you want him to go with you, just like make sure you bring him home safe. And I was like, Yeah, I, I the elders. I'm worried I, about Loyal. I'm not. Loyal will is the Neville Longbottom of this series. In book seven, he's going to be super hot. He's just going to be so attractive, like ripped. Well, I mean, he gets a flower from um, Aerith. So oh, Aerith would have married him right then and there. Yeah, Aerith was like, Oh, uh, forever. You mean forever? Um, and ever straight to my heart, and I will love you. Um, and so, <laughs> Rand and uh, yeah, so Rand Rand makes the case of like, no, we need loyal. We have to go through the ways. Yeah, he is necessary to this. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know. I think that like as much as you know, I thought we were gonna get like a treebeard moment where they were like, we're gonna talk for six years about this. Yeah, and they're gonna have to like flee in the night. Yeah, I'm I glad they where, didn't do that. And me too. I thought that's where this was going, and I'm like, I'm glad. That's not what we got. All right, we're at the two-hour mark, um, and we have not yet got to Flicker Flicker. Oh, yeah. So uh, I feel like a half hour on Flicker Flicker is going to be good, right? Yeah. Because this last chapter is wild. Because basically all that happens now is that Mash and Shin is also waiting at the other way gate, and so they yeah. ha- mm-hmm. decide that they have to use a portal stone, which conveniently they, there's and one. there's like, oh, there's one nearby. And you're, you're like, okay, okay, cool. Al- Alar right? is like, yeah, we Alar, have one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they decide to use the portal stone. Um, and so they go to the portal stone, and, um, and, uh, Varen is like, look, I don't know how to use these, so, yeah. uh, you're gonna have to do it. No, she's, she knows how to. She's not powerful enough. Oh, sorry, yes. And if she were to try to channel enough to, she would, you, she would burn herself out. Burn herself out, out. yeah. Because yeah. exactly. she's of the brown Asha. She's a, she's a thinker, not a yeah. doer. Yeah. I don't know why this is a doer. I, I don't know either. Um, stop that. Um, so, he, like, basically, like, she, she explains, like, what the symbols are and how they work. Yeah. Which is... Seems very confusing. Um, and so Rand basically picks two random symbols to focus on, um, which he, he picked like the arrow pointing left because mm-hmm. it's the direction of Tom and Set. He's like, I think Tom and Set is somewhere that way, I guess. Um, and then an arrow piercing a circle. And, yeah, which uh, is the like sign of Tom and Head or something like that. 
Oh, was that? Uh, yeah. I, oh. Yeah. So he kind of just randomly picks two of the things mm-hmm. and channels and um, gets to basically experience the multitudes of what Rand could have been, might have been, or may be. Yeah. It, what's so interesting about this moment is that they uh, they almost kind of spoiled it at the end of season one. Because, like, now when they do the, like, oh, like, oh, that's Egwene and we're married. Is this real moment? They've already done it. Mm, um, right. Because right. that, that, that is one of the, the scenes that he goes through. But, but essentially, Rand gets to see many different lives. And I'm assuming you wrote them down in order. Uh, no, because I would have wrote a novel. So I just... I, I just... What, what, the indiv- what the scenes are that he experiences. Yeah. So the, the first one that we get is... Um, uh, Willie Messing, uh, thank you for that, because uh, doers use their hands. Thank you for the super chat. That's Appreciate it. That. That's it, really 100%. Good. Flicker, flicker, flicking the possibility bean. So, um, Baron's like, something is wrong. Um, and the very first one that we get is, uh, we go, we're transported all the way back. Yeah, flicker, flicker one. Flicker, flicker one is uh, Tam. Uh, who they get attacked by the Trollocs, yeah. and uh, he and he and Rand straight up gets stabbed and dies. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally which number I, one. Which is the most likely scenario in that? Look the right. fact that he survives that encounter at all is shocking. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. The Taverin, you know what I mean? So that's the first one, and then it's I have one again, Luce Theron, and the flicker thing. Because we hear I have one again, Luce Theron, and then flicker is in italicized underneath of it. I was like, is he saying? Flicker, and then I was like, I don't. You know what's weird about the flicker thing? What uh, is I couldn't stop thinking of the movie Flicker, that horse movie, or maybe it's Flicka. I don't. There's a horse movie called Flicka or Flicker, and I literally this whole chapter I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I, I was literally giggling to myself in bed, just being like, <laughs> f- like picturing Rand watching the movie Flicker in between these scenes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway. Um. Uh. Yeah. So that is Flicker number one. Flicker number two is married. Married yeah. to Egwene. Um, Which is where they pulled the, the end of season one stuff from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he has these moods mm-hmm. that make him, like, really dark and broody. Well, and I, it is the madness, right? Like, it is the taint. And I think that yeah. what's fun about this, and I don't know if Rand is going to realize it, mm-hmm. but he, the, the flickers are giving him foreshadowing on the signs of his own madness. yeah. Things for him to look out for. Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to be aware of that. But if he was, if he was aware of it, I think that he could do a lot to um, kind of be able to gauge when his mood, when his madness is really setting in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like that they foreshadowed the way he's going to go mad throughout the future books. Well, and I hope that, you know, I hope that Rand can draw from these experiences to help him. Cause if he remembers them. Well, the, fair enough. Yeah, if he remembers them. Because you, when you're, I feel like if you're experiencing everything all at once like that, it's overwhelming like how could you remember mm-hmm. it all right um so yeah there's like these news of like false dragons and there's one year where there's no merchants or peddlers at all mm-hmm. in the two rivers and then the next year they find out archer hawkwing's armies came back so the sunshin basically like took over the world they tore yeah. down the white tower and there Crazy. are no more Aes Sedai. well um, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah 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 there are no more Aes Sedai. um Egwene becomes wisdom, um, is even better than Nynaeve. <gasps> Rude. Um, and so... Because she's she, kind. She's, yeah, yeah. She's really good at healing people, except for Ren's moods. Yeah. Moods. He has, like, moods that kind of, like, grow worse and worse and worse. And, like, um, 
it affects like the like sometimes there's just random lightning storms and mm-hmm. stuff that happen. Um, and then Egwene dies. Yeah. Like, like. Do and, you think that it's Rand kills her? Uh, no. I do. Really? Because he's it's because he's old yeah. when this happens. They're both old. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that he kills her. I think it is the destiny of the Dragon Reborn to mm-hmm. kill the people he loves, and I think that like he's not aware that he kills her, but I think he kills her. Oh wow! All yeah. right, that's. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, that's awful. Um, he, and he literally like wastes away. He starts like losing fingers and like his ears. Yeah, because she's all, the like, one that's been keeping him going that whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so then he ends up fighting Trollocs and Fades that invade the land, and it's kind of like a weird. Yeah, echo which is like Sanchin. Of... What the hell? I thought you were gonna. What? Nah, you, they you failed. They weren't. They weren't good enough. They didn't have the horn of Valir and the, the sword that isn't a sword. Or the banner, and they didn't blow the horn on the tear, and exactly. yeah, so they exactly. lose. So they get lost, and we have this kind of echo of Menethrin, um in these like farm folk who just yeah, like yeah, yeah. pick up weapons. He finds the sword. I like. I, I really liked the um, the they picked up the swords, and it's it's almost like they remember the battle of like the because there's this concept like that the blood remembers in this franchise yeah and i like that the blood remembers the battle of menethrin and these people and they go to war yeah they say it's saying they had a strange feeling they'd done this before. yeah yeah, yeah. i that um, that gave me chills when i read it i was like hell yeah, yeah. the battle of menethrin lives on in their bones man well, and we already kind of know that because of matt and yeah. Perrin, mm-hmm. right and it's this really interesting concept of like reincarnation it's very mm-hmm. cool but yeah obviously rand gets killed in battle, because yeah. they because they they done for right. Yeah, and then we flicker again. Um, flicker, 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 flicker. I win again, loose there. <laughs> um, and then this next one broke my heart. This mm-hmm. is the one where Egwene um dies of basically the sickness yeah. that that comes with with discovering the power and never learning how to control it. Becoming one of those three of four girls who dies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a week before their wedding. They're supposed to get married, and it's the week before their wedding, and Egwene just screams. Like, he's just screaming and dying, and I was like, this is so sad. And so he deals with this the only way that I guess he knows how to. He's like, I gotta leave. I gotta get out of here. And Tam gives him the sword, and he becomes becomes part of the Queen's Guard, he works his way up through the ranks of the armies, um, and he's uh, he's he's uh, looking at Elaine. It's like, dang. What's weird about it? What, what's weird about this one is that uh, like Aleda never notices him channeling, because she is of the Red Aja. He gets away with some shit in this one. It's true, yeah. yeah. And you know, maybe Elada something else happens to her, then she's not. She, maybe she's not even there. It's it's hard to know, right? But, yeah. I do like though that in any version of this, when he reads Elaine, he's like. God, Damn, that princess Elaine, though. Guys, Elaine is hot. Yeah. Elaine is Elaine is hot stuff. Um Are we gonna get Elaine in season two, do you think? Do you think we get the like Camelin royal family in season two? I think so. She's been cast, right? I don't know. Or no, she had. Mm. I, I have no idea. The only one I know is that Elias has been cast. Right, right. I, yeah, yeah, I actually don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, he discovers he can channel and it's helpful for him on the battlefield and he survives many a, a, a battle and, and then nobody notices nobody notices just magic happening nobody yeah, knows it's fine Don't elaine was cast oh cool okay okay so she was cool, um, cool, cool. i i for some reason i thought so but i mm-hmm. haven't actually seen who is cast um yeah then uh basically you know archer hawkwing's armies the sanchin 
come through and um Elaine is the queen and she says she's not going to leave Camelon and so he stays to defend her and dies uh in that battle um yeah which oof, oof uh flicker 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 and then he's everything he's literally he's like he's a soldier he's a shepherd he's a beggar he's a gleeman a sailor like you know he he lives all these hundreds of lives right um he dies as an aiel he dies going mad um age all of these things and like there's so many like this is just a paragraph of basically like sometimes this happens and sometimes this happens mm-hmm. and and it's all so different and they kind of give away they straight up say that the three women that he's going to be involved with right it's Egwene, Elena and, and Min mm-hmm. uh no sorry not Elena I- Elaine um and then there's also the the farmer's daughter. Yeah, Elsa. Elsa. It's like, get it. Fucking get it, girl. Um, but- so in all of this, um, how much of this do you think is never going to happen? And, and what of it do you think is prophecy for what could happen? Oh, no, I think none of these are going to happen. I disagree. I, I mean, I think there are elements, like, obviously we know that he's, like, that he's involved with Egwene and Elaine and Min. We know that that's going to happen. But, like... But some, of, but these other things are 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 things that could have been had things played out differently, right? Yeah, I just I think that like something like him becoming Queensguard is totally a possibility. If him and Elaine end up together, and that's like where, and you know, I think that if if he leads from Camelin and like he becomes her like you know the the Gareth Byrne I think his name is, if he becomes the like Gareth Byrne of Camelin and Elaine is the queen, I could see something like that happening. You know, I think that there, I think there's more in these that are possible. I think that when they go through all the jobs that he has in the many lives, I think a lot of those we're going to see him actually do. I think that, yeah, I think that one's actually fairly probable, right? Because a lot of people fear the dragon reborn, right? With They have as much fear for the dragon as they do for, like, the dark one, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think, I think that, yeah, like, people, I think that the general populace seeing Rand serving someone that's hopefully like trusted and respected mm-hmm. by the people i think that that will make a big difference in 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 his influence so that one yeah i could definitely see i also have a feeling there's going to be a section of these books where rand is not a main character where he is hiding out from everyone else because i think that the when the madness starts to take him i think there's going to be a chunk of these books where rand is uh kind of just like hiding and like doing something else and like trying not to you know be too involved you know? Yeah, I could see that. So like happening. the farmer, the the section where he's a farmer, he's a ship captain, he's you know, he's all of those things. I could ship see Ship Captain. <laughs> ship Captain. I could see, you know, if he and Bale Doman are like at sea for a while, because Rand is like needs to be away from people, like I could see all I could see these things being almost more as much potential things that didn't happen as potential things where like parts of these stories might happen in the main universe as well. Because they're potential, right? Like he's seen possible futures, which means that some of the elements of them might actually happen. Hmm. I think like when they say that his ears and his fingers start to fall off, like that's that might happen, right? Oh God! I don't know that Rand <laughs> is going to be like you know not at all harmed or scarred by his journey by the time we get to that final book. No, for sure, Rand, Rand is gonna have seen some shit, and yeah, it, that's gonna I definitely think reflect. It's just tough. Like I, I can't really like pull apart like what of these things might possibly happen, what might not, because some of them we know don't happen, right? No, oh yeah, yeah, of course. I'm just saying that because they're possible, that means that like elements of them are possible for him here. Yeah. 
Um, I also, th I was surprised, and, I, and this is just a testament to how well Robert Jordan writes, but I was surprised at how emotional I was reading these possible storylines. Because yeah. they're not real. They're not, like, they're not happening to him. They're just things that he's seen. And yet, you know, the Egwene, the, the Egwene dying the week before the marriage, like, the, the way that Robert Jordan oh, wrote God. the flickers, it was, like, uh... it was just, like, really, I, I felt very emotional and very, um, I, I was very tied to it emotionally. And also the yeah. fact that in all of them, he loses. Yeah, like, he doesn't yeah. see a world... It's not like Doctor Strange being like, there's one way to beat Thanos. He, he only sees loss over and over and over and over again. And um, it, it made me think that, is this... Is this the Portal Stones' work? Or did the Dark One's taint push him to choose this path because the Dark One wanted him to see only loss as a further attempt to break him? Is this, the, is this... Did the Dark One influence this in a way in order to push Rand to try and break his spirit? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Because here's the thing is that's a big gamble for the dark one, right? Why? If you give, if you give a human being the ideas of the worst possible outcome, I think there's a 50, 50 chance that either they get disheartened by it or that they fight 10 times as hard. You know what I mean? Like Rand seeing these things Feeling Egwene's loss, mm -hmm. like the and and losing the battles and the going mad, you know, I think that that's going to just. I think for Rand especially, he's so stubborn. It's going to make him fight ten times as hard, and I think that that's a big gamble for the Dark. I don't think he had anything. Fighting to do with ten this. times as hard is what the Dark One wants, though. Yeah, but that's you my said point. He, you like said the, he was trying to break his spirit. Yeah. Yeah, but it, so so say Rand starts fighting ten times as hard. Say Rand gets so desperate that he starts to use the one power more often. The Dark One still wins. I think that the Dark One does not see a downside in any of that, right? But he's experienced the madness and like is like I don't think that I don't think that him having these visions and knowing that the madness that is awaiting him is going to make him want to use the one power more. Right, but I don't think that he can stop using the one power. I think, like, the addictive well, no. nature of it, I, I I don't think the Dark One sees a negative consequence either way. I think the... I, what I think the Dark One wants is for Rand to live in the extremes. Either extreme despair or extreme courage. What what I think that... What I think the worst thing for the Dark One would be is if Rand sits in the middle. And so I think he's just trying to push him to either end. Mm -hmm. And it's very effective, right? Like, Rand does kind of swing back and forth between mm -hmm. two extremes at times. And so I, I, I really think that either one is a benefit to the Dark One in his mind. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I just, I can't see him having any influence in this. Unless the Dark One can control Mashin Shin and he was trying, like, because the Dark One didn't I think Machin the Chin, that he I don't think Machin Shin is the Dark One. No. I think Machin Shin is, um... Tied to the same thing that more death is tied to. Yeah. That the dark power in uh, in Shadar Lagoth. Yeah. I think that those two, like they're not the dark one, but they're the other dark spirits. I think those two things are tied together, and I think that that's why Patton Fane, when he had the dagger, was able to like not communicate with Machin Shin, but acknowledge Machin Shin. It seemed yeah. like they were able to like. They definitely are tied somehow. I think that Machin Shin is working with more death side of Patton Fane, not the dark one side of Patton Fane. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, it, this, like you said, the, the way that it was written was really, like, poignant. And I think mm -hmm. um, in a similar way that, like, Nynaeve's trials were written. Like, yeah, 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 very interesting. Yeah, Like, yeah. Robert Jordan is really, really good at writing 
And, uh, you know, we, we acknowledge that a lot of people, when they try to do, like, you will face your deepest fears. Yeah. It doesn't always work. And Robert Jordan makes it work. And Robert Jordan clearly just really understands his characters. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like every, like, facet of them. Um, and is able to express that um, through his writing. And, it, yeah, this, this section was, like, it just hurt my heart. Monkey says, uh, Flickers are just Rand re-rolling his stats. Oh my god. He's like, ah shoot, I didn't get 72 total. I yeah, 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 have yeah. to re-roll. Yeah, the main storyline is where he got he rolled like 18, 18, 18, 18, 18. <laughs> well, thankfully, otherwise, you know, everyone's gonna die. Yeah. Uh um, so they get out of the portal on the other side. Yeah, and, and it is fall. Yeah, it has been months. Literally like they time travel, mm-hmm. which is weird. Well, in the theory of relativity is that if you move fast enough, you'll move at a different speed within the universe, mm. right? And so, uh, based on relativity, I think that Rand used the portal stones to have his party travel at the speed of light. Away from the Earth, and then back to it. <laughs> and in doing so, they moved at a... They, their experience of time became different than time on Earth, and so months pass on Earth while very little time passed for them. If you want to have any understanding of what I'm saying in a way that's kind of explained in a layman's way that makes a little bit of sense, go watch Interstellar. The end of the movie's a little silly with the whole oh love stuff. God. But the 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 but the mm-hmm. the reality of space travel and how fast you could move and how you could come back to Earth and like five years have passed for you, but twenty years have passed on Earth, totally a possible thing. Um I hate it. Yeah. I, I honestly I hate it. Um when you start to understand that time doesn't exist, time is just motion. It, that's it. That's the end. That's that's uh, that's all, folks. Um, yeah, I that one hurts my brain. I don't like to think about it. Uh, but yeah, so we time travel, and it's now fall, and but we're at Tom and Head. You know, we yeah. ran, got where he wanted to get to, so there's that at least. Um, but everybody's fucked up. Everybody's like, what just happened? People are sobbing. People are like fetal position like the, yeah. like everyone is broken rand broke them all he, um, this is the breaking 2.0 this is yes uh and it was it was it was rough and I, honestly i this is not how i expected it to go down i did not expect the whole fast travel thing do you think that other people experienced flickers or did only did they just like pop through and nobody else experienced anything like rand did Oh no, they all experienced it for a hundred percent. They're like they're they're screaming, crying, and throwing up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's not like they they saw some shit. Do and you even think... Matt, Matt is like, I would never betray you. I'm so sorry. Like I would never betray yeah, you. Yeah. And Matt clearly betrayed Rand in one of these things, and and it and it messed him up. Do you think that there is? Uh, do you think that any of them saw the show universe version of events? Like, do you think like Perrin saw a universe where he was married to Layla and he killed her with an axe? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Guys, we figured it out. We yeah. figured it out. The show is actually just... A flicker. A flicker, yeah. The show is a flicker. The show is a flicker. It makes sense. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I right. don't like that. They're at Tom and Head. It, time has passed. I think what's going to be really interesting going into the next chunk of the books, obviously, is going to be time has passed for everyone else. So Pat and Fane will have had time to entrench himself in 
um, the culture and the, the, the world of the Sanchin, uh, we will have see a Nynaeve and Egwene, unless it goes back in time, but, like, if the time jump happens for everyone, mm -hmm. Nynaeve and Egwene will be a few months into their training. Mm -hmm. um, so all these characters might be very different when we interact with them again. Yeah. The world could be different, right? Like, time has a, passed. A part of me wondered if... Because you were like, how did Bale Doman sail so far um, from the last time that we saw him? Because um, he, Bale Doman, ship captain, gets around, right? Um, and part of me was like, oh, I wonder if, like, some of these happenings happened while Rand was in the flicker. Mm. No, I was but, thinking about that. But it's not. It's because, not. no, because the High Lord is like, I have another person yeah. who also is lying to me, but uh, yeah. you amuse me too. So it's definitely not, I, I thought about it, but I was like, ah, that, that doesn't make any um, but I have a feeling next week's episode is going to be a tough one to get through in two and a half hours. Episode oh, of our show. Oh, of our show. I was like, what? Yeah, I think I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. I think, just happens. because I, there has to be some sort of end of book story for Egwene and Nynaeve, I feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah and their story something. just feels like it's going nowhere right now. They're just training. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem like there are any antagonists in the White Tower right now. So I feel like there's going to be big things in the White Tower. I think we're going to get big stuff in Falma. Uh, but uh, it's nearing the end of the show, and so we've got a couple of segments that we do at the end of our show. Mm -hmm. um, and the first one we're going to do today is going to be our high, low, low, high, where our, uh, my family used to sit around a dinner table, and we would commiserate over the lows of our days, and we would celebrate each other's highs uh, every single day. Um, and so I would like to know what, uh, as we always do it, she starts with her high, then my low, then her low, then my high. So we start with our highs on the end. What was your high of this chunk of the book? Flowers. Um my high honestly was the steading mm -hmm. um it was really cool to finally get to experience it after hearing so much about it yeah we finally explained what like we what the longing exactly is mm -hmm. which we kind of already knew from like the shorts that amazon put out yeah but loyal is like no this is what happens and i think that um and I, I think that that was really cool, seeing, like, the elders, um, seeing Loyal have, like, a little crush. And, and you know, and also the elder being, like, I know that Loyal is with you guys and he's run away. Mm -hmm. But take him with you and just bring him back home, right? Because I feel like that a lot of, there's a lot of tropes around, like, the, you know, the old, like, council member has to debate things and, and is sometimes plays the antagonist to the protagonist yeah, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And instead, and it wasn't the case, and I think the, that, the, that was well The Ogier were very reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Ogier were great. Um, definitely my high of this section of the book. And, y'all, if you want to share your highs and lows in the chat as well, please feel free. Um, what was your low? It's pretty obvious, right? The time travel? No, or the, the Deastamar. Oh, the Deus Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, it's either that the, the Deus Tamar wore on me and that the characters didn't seem good at playing it or the Aiel. That is tough. Well, you it's can one pick Deus because I'm going to pick Aiel. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Deus Tamar. I, I, just, I, I, I wish that it had been... I wish that it had felt more, like, intelligent. I feel like the only the one conversation to me felt like it was actually good at it. And I was like, oh, is yeah. the point that all these characters are bad at playing the game? Maybe. And that... And I, I it just felt like... Everyone was so worried about Deus Tamar. And then once I was in there, I was like, oh, I could have crushed this. Like, all of these characters have no idea what, the, how, I, it just didn't feel like the characters were very smart about it. Yeah, yeah. And and we kind of already talked this to death, but the scene yeah. with the Aiel just felt very odd and out of place mm -hmm. and not with 
not in the vein of what I understood the Aiel and the Shield Maidens to be. Literally out of place, because if it had happened anywhere, anywhere else, else, it would have been fine. I would have yeah. been like, yeah, yeah, they would fight, obviously. But they were in the middle of the setting, and it was just, it, yeah, it just seemed very abrupt and and irrational, like an impulsive in a way that I didn't think, uh, I, which, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm... I'm didn't, I didn't uh, love it. Joe Chio's low is uh, uh, Robert Jordan's use of the wheel weaves. Like, oh, you need a portal stone? Well, there's one right here. I mean, yeah, but we it do know that It makes sense that, that would be near the setting, though, to me. Yeah, like, we know, we do know that there's lots of portal stones kind of scattered around, and, and some are in, like, like, most people don't know where they even are. So, I, like, that one, I'm kind of like, all right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is very convenient, you know? Um, um All right. Uh, and then my high. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That's really tough. Um, I think for me, it's probably the return of Tom Marilyn. Um, I and just like his point of view, and I, I really like that his point of view has changed since the last time they saw him. I, I I like that he's he's good and like he's changed. You know, obviously as a limp, but I like that his like the way he looks at the world is different. Yeah, I, I, I thought that it was really cool to have him back and have him be different, a different person for Andin Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree hundred percent. And that care is still there, right? Like he's he's he really is the like. Um, traveling artist who like seems aloof but has such a heart of gold. Yes. But like is hardened by the fact that like being a traveling artist is really hard, right? Living yeah. life on the road. And you know, and he doesn't want that for Dina. Mm-hmm. He wanted her to become like a court like a, a court musician. Mm-hmm. You know, and Well it's so hard for a woman on the road like that in this world, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd yeah, you'd have to be a fantastic all right. Swordsman. Um, Clarus. Mm-hmm. We usually we talk about this earlier in the show. We, we like to hint at things, but we never hinted at a single moment this whole time. Where would you have added a sex scene? Welcome to the smut corner where we <laughs> uh, corner. go against Robert Jordan's wishes and add sex into the wheel Sorry, of time. Sorry, Robert Jordan. You're just going to have to deal with it. Um, before I share that, I do want to just say um, thank you to our incredible mods. Yes. Uh, who've been here. You are Alan absolutely Dakuna, monkey. You guys are the best. wonderful. Uh, we appreciate the heck out of you. Um, we also have a Narg Smart t-shirt. Um, yeah, that, that link can, is in the chat if you want to go check that out. in the chat. We also have a Discord where there is a Wheel of Time um, chat section that we mm-hmm. can go into. And then there's a spoiler section we cannot go into. Um, so feel free to come and hang out uh, outside of Fridays if you know if you just want more yeah. Wheel of Time conversations. Um, and uh, if you want to follow us on the internet, I'm at Nerdy Nightly. Yeah, and I'm at Clarice Polaris. We're... Where would you add a sex scene? So, okay. All right. I thought about this. Um... I, 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 I need to know what Brienne is going to teach Rand. I, that's where I got to add the, the sex scene. I, I think that Rand is a, That's what you would add? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't add a foursome with all three ladies? No, no, You're that's thinking what, small. No, no, no. You're thinking... They, no, no, I'm saying that all three of them corner him, because there's three mm-hmm. ladies and Tom Marilyn there. They corner him. Oh, five some. You want Tom Marilyn to be a part of Tom it. Marilyn, I see how it Tom is. Tom Marilyn gives them the background saxophone music. Like that's what that's what Tom is there. He but on the flute, the so it's like. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So Tom is like given given the ambiance. So um, and the three ladies and Rand all get to bone down, and Rand gets I, to learn some lessons just, when he marries Egwene and Min and Elaine. No, he's not marrying Egwene. I know, I know. Elaine, Min, and someone else. I, Elsa. I, I, either <laughs> I I think like someone we haven't met or Lanfear. Lan. Okay. I think it might turn Lanfear to good. Uh, I feel like like hmm. if like if Rand can like turn one Forsaken to good, you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know if 
She's going to be the Darth Vader of this series. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah. But yeah, that's where I had the sex scene. I think that Tom is into voyeurism. And, I love uh, the idea of Tom playing his harp, right? <laughs> Watching and like being like a little higher. Yeah, no, no. Keep that rhythm. Keep that rhythm. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Just, just, just providing like, the instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like half, half, full, half, half, full. Jesus Christ. Um, Come on, Rand, you got this. Uh, yeah, he's like Rand's cheerleader. He's like, nah, keep going, bro. Keep going. You got this. Um, oh, all right. Uh, who would I, where would Where's I add a sex scene? Corner? I mean, like, obviously, like, the O'Gear. I just want to see what two O'Gear having sex looks like. Um, and I just want to, like, honestly, just watching their, like, eyebrows, like, get so intermingled. Get tangled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get- they're in the like post nut clarity and they're trying to like untangle their eyebrows so they can go pee and not get a urinary tract infection. Um, <laughs> oh my god. So, that'd what, be a good one. like Loyal and uh, Ella, Ella, what her, her name was? Loyal and, uh, yeah, Elrith er, er, or Aerith. I, I can't, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that Aerith, would be yeah. fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're cute. They're, you know, I, I loved the whole like Ogier thing of. When a lady likes a guy, she goes and she tells her mother. <laughs> That's what real people do. I told my mom when I was into you. And then my mom called your mom and now we're married. That's, that's how it happened. <laughs> that's how it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there aren't um, a lot of other places where I would add a sex scene in this these chapters. That, those are kind of the ones. I think like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, no, 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 you know what? In the Flicker Flickers. Like, I would, like, one of the flickers, he flickers to, like, a porn universe where, like, it's just, like, a full-on orgy. And it's, like, the worst one to rent. He's like, oh, my God. And it's, like, Perrin, Matt, and I need my rain. They're all just, like, in a room going at it. And Rand's just in the corner being like, no, 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 no. Lucy, you win. You win, Dark One. You win. I can't. I can't. It's like it's like the the scene in The Witcher where Yen is just, like, standing amongst the large orgy in front of her. Yes. A hundred percent that. Oh, God. 100% that. I love that. Um, That's so funny. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, all right. That's our show. That's, that's, <laughs> I love leaving off on Smut Corner. It makes yeah, me happy. It's fun, y'all. Uh, next week, uh, the rest of the book. There's no chapters. It's just until the just end. The just finish the fucking thing. The whole thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's going to be spicy. I came again, Moose Theron. <laughs> I can't believe we're ending on that. You know the dark one is kinky. You know it. Um, Does the dark one have a penis? Well, I don't know. Is the dark one male? Maybe he has both. Maybe. That's hot. That's Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that was very fun. Guys, thank you all for hanging out with us. Like I said, we got those t-shirts. We're also sponsored by Gamer Sups. That's what's been fueling me this morning. Um, and, uh, yeah, make sure you follow us around. We're, we're, we're doing lots of the internet stuff. So Are you can, we? Yeah, yeah. Since when? Well, at least this moment. I was going to say August 2020. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, feel free to join the Discord if we, you're enjoying these chats and you just want to come and hang out with other nerds. I just um, found out super hard. I was trying to think if there's like a kink that I think that the dark one would kink shame. Would kink shame? Yeah, like what kink would the dark one kink shame? He would kink shame kink shaming. <laughs> oh. No, I don't think. I think he'd be into that. I think he would kink shame praise kinks. He'd be like, stop being nice to each other. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. That makes sense, right? I, you know what? I don't know what the dark one is yet, so I don't know how to answer that. Um, Bye, everybody. Do something nerdy tonight. Goodbye, friends.